Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome into the Green and White Report, brought to you by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. September 8th, we're rolling here, Julian. We're keeping it moving. Next episode, we're on to the next one. I know, it's crazy. Time's flying when you're having fun, isn't it? For sure, man. Dude, these Sundays are going to go by so fast. Last year, we're going to make it the best, though. You're right about that. How was uh, was the first week of classes? Official official first week of classes. It was, not going to lie, it was stressful. Yeah, you know, last year you're in the higher level during courses. They're like, "Hey, we're not we're not kids anymore. We're doing real stuff." I got like three articles due by the end of the month, you know. But it's like it's light work for a guy like me. We get yeah. in there, we we get it done. Always grinding. We have a little little teaser for you. Our Sparty Awards today are the uh, "You Know You're Back to School When" moments today. So stay tuned for that. A lot on the docket today. Michigan State uh, football. Ob- what? What's going on? How was the first week of your classes? Oh, did you care? I don't even I, know how you care. I care about you. How what? Thank you. How I was the first week? They they were fine. Uh, I'm trying to make friends. That's my big goal this year. Is, is really to make, is to make friends. In the last year. Yeah, I figured better late than never. Better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone talks about these lifelong friendships you make in college, but I've made some. You know, you're sitting across from me right now, lifelong Aww. friendships. But it's like you know, maybe maybe meet a nice lady. You know? Oh, I, I see. I see. So who what? Knows? So what are you doing? Are you sitting in class, and are you the kid who like you're sitting there, and you're like. Hey, hey, how are you? How are you today? What's your name? What's your major? Uh, very antisocial in oh, class. Okay. I just like to. Sh- I show up and I put my work in and I go home. I like. I roll <laughs> up. I I wear the. I wear the same thing to class every day. It's it's the tennis shoes, the mid calf socks, athletic shorts, a t shirt, and a hat. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's just like you know. I feel like I should maybe present myself a bit better, like from here on out. But I just do me. Like, I don't care. Exactly. Like I, I want someone to love me for who I am. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's, that's what you really need. And just to say, I love you for you, Ryan. Thank you. I needed that today, as you can as you can tell. <laughs> uh, you saw Tyler. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to jump in and read off so people know so that they want to. Yeah, no, of course. When they're I just wanted to on, make sure we, we took care of you. Thank you. Uh, well, we, can, we, can, we can get back because I want to ask you about your night last yeah. night because you, you had a time. Um, MSU football today, Michigan State volleyball with our producer, Hikaru Kudo. Nathan Stearns is here for Michigan State field hockey. Uh, Sparty Awards again, uh, Michigan State Football Part 2. We will preview the Arizona State game. Uh, some NFL talk. The NFL starts today. Well, I guess the, the first game was on Thursday, but the NFL it is really, back. It really starts today. We will, t- we will talk, talk grandiose NFL things happening, Lions football and the picks. Uh, Ryan Collins will also be joining us for a Guess That Spartan segment today. Ooh. Looking forward to seeing Collins today. Love to see him. Love to see him. Uh, okay, so your line, your night last night, Tyler the Creator. Yeah, who I didn't know was still making music, but he is. He, yeah, very much still making, still making music out there. No, it was great. It was a great concert. Uh, openers were Gold Link and Jaden Smith. So two really great openers. Jaden Smith, like Will Smith. Will Smith's son. Yes, Will Smith. He son. sings now. He is sings. He always... Raps. Yeah, really? he has two albums now. 
Does he? Two I, albums I'm out not in touch. Like you, know, you know I have no idea what the kids are I know. It's not Greta, I'm just Greta Van Fleet, so you're not Dex, listening. I have no idea. So you have no idea. But it was it was a great concert. Tyler, you know, really put on. It was at uh, Mosaic Temple in Mas- Detroit. Masonic Temple. Masonic. Did I say Mosaic? Close. Mosaic is Bro, close. I've been saying it wrong it's like a, it's ever like since like I bought you just, the tickets. You just forgot to throw a letter in there. It's okay. <laughs> but it was a really great venue. It wasn't, you know, huge. The Jonas Brothers were in, were in Little Caesars last night. But yeah. it was nice, kind of <laughs> intimate. A lot of people were there. The girl next to me was lighting up her jewel pod. You know, it was great. Classic. That just you know that's like back in the day you know like Woodstock and everyone's holding up the light yeah. and stuff. Now everyone's got their <laughs> got electronic their cigarettes and whatnot. Times have changed, man. Uh, Hikaru, are you there back behind the mic? How, how was your day yesterday? What's up? How, how was your How was your day yesterday? <laughs> uh, fun. Uh, let's just say uh, yesterday was fine, but the night before that, I don't remember anything that happened on. Really? I want to say. Friday night? Brainwashed? From like 10.30 at night to when I woke up at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I have no clue how I went to my friend's house and ended up in my bed in my apartment. Interesting. Maybe maybe you had a horrible concussion. We might need to get you checked out for <laughs> yeah, CTE. Yeah, you. Wow. I'm not, oh, I, I'm wish, not... I wish I had health benefits here at him back. <laughs> yes. But no, honestly, good. yesterday was great. Uh, but, you know, it's always good to be back here because, you know, and I got to watch Formula One this morning, so. Nice. Oh, I actually, uh, I need, you know that ESPN streak for the cash thing? If you pick a oh, different yeah. thing. The the pick that I had today was like, whoever the driver that won was, it was like, that was the option, or literally any other driver to win. And I picked the literally any other driver to win, and the one guy won. So in other words, you chose, it was Charles Leclerc or anyone else, and you chose anyone else, and of course, Charles won. Yeah. Of course, thank you. Well, I mean, it's of course, you're, you're, Charles. You're at, you're, you're at the Italian Grand Prix, so what do you expect? That's that exactly. That's, exactly. I should have known. I should have known. Always pay next Charles. time. Next me. time, you just give me a call in the morning, okay? Yeah, I just will. let him know. I do, Ryan, how was how was the tailgate? <laughs> Did you do another one? Yes. I, you texted me about about coming over. I was not there, but I just want to let you know, Arizona State. I'll be there. But okay. how, how was it yesterday? It was. It was. It was a good time. A little bit more low key. Because okay, obviously good. last week, see, last week was all about like you need to get people to come. Like if you don't show out for exactly. week one, then no one's going to show up ever again. You know what I mean? So a uh, little bit more low key. weren't weren't providing any. You know, bring your own stuff, whatever. We had uh, one of my buddies made life size like like beer pong. He had got like a bunch of oh. gallon or like fifty something gallon trash cans. They painted them red like solo cups. And we were like throwing a soccer ball across the yard for you know how can you visualize that? I can visualize it. In- incredible stuff. I mean, that, it was that great. sounds it was, wonderful. It was a big hit, but yeah, a bit, a bit more, <laughs> bit more low key. It just, I mean, I can't say it enough. Like the vibe on game days on this campus is second to none. And I say that like Easily. having Easily. never been to a tailgate anywhere else but here, and like maybe at U of M, which is just it's it's all bad over there. Um, great game out of them too on Saturday. Oh, incredible wonderful, stuff. wonderful, good team. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great day. Um, I, a little disappointed the, the impact. There's no one showed. Up. I mean, granted, you know, you busy man, Julian. I, I understand. Pro- I was I was not here. If I was here, I would have been. Collins, there. Trent, Akaro, no one came. No one came. Does so, Collins even know where he was at yesterday? Yeah, he Collins, yeah, Collins was locked in. Oh, he was locked in, of course. Um, but yeah, a, a a great day yesterday, and I guess we can roll right into the game. How about that segue there? I'm getting better. Great at this segue, stuff, man. I do to tell you, you're the best. That's in the business. Thank you. Uh. Spartans defeating the Western Michigan Broncos last night at Spartan Stadium, 51-17. to Yes, you read that correctly. You heard that correctly, and I read that correctly. 51-17. Not a basketball game. This was a football game. Spartans put up 51 points. That would be a low-scoring 
Michigan State that, basketball That game. would be a low-scoring game. But, <laughs> but uh, Brian Lewerke, 23 for 32 through the air last night, 314 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Daryl Stewart, 10 receptions for 185 yards and a touchdown. And I think the story of the night, which was criminal, they didn't have a touchdown. Elijah Collins, 17 carries, 192 yards. Before we get into the game, uh, the debut of the uh, neon jerseys, everyone's favorite uniforms in the history of sports and totally not the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Sarcasm, of course. What did you think that you now saw him on the field? So up until when there was just the pictures on Twitter, and I saw it a little bit when I was walking around – the Spartan Stadium student area where they bring all the recruits and stuff in, they were growing on me. I was kind of like, okay, I can get with this. I can see it. And then I saw it on the field and I wanted to throw up. Really? It was absolutely awful. The ne- the neon looks horrible. They look like highlighters. <laughs> like, it literally looks like when you give, like, a 12-year-old, uh, like, Madden or, like, NCAA 14, and, like, you can make your own uniforms. This is what a child would make. <laughs> <laughs> It, it is. It does go back to when we originally saw these of like there was really no one in the meeting room. It was like, hey, guys, I don't know if we should wear these things like no one yeah. could do that. I, I will disagree with you. I think we kind of flip flopped our mindsets. Really? I thought when I saw that, I was like, these are ho- I, we all we all thought they were bad. But I was like. These are these are terrible. Like, I don't think I can watch the game when they're wearing them. <laughs> when I saw them on the field, like they were interesting, but I thought I was like hallucinating the whole time. It was bizarre <laughs> watching the game, like on TV, uh, like with the LED TVs. Yeah. Now it just it, it was it was I was like sensory overload. It's a lot. It's a lot. And but they've they've performed. I mean, that's they performed in the jerseys. You might have to wear true. these for every game now. I'm like a big mm. I'm a big like superstition guy. Like don't fix it if it ain't broke. So it, I think until Michigan State loses, they have to they wear, have to these, wear these, these every single game. That would be awesome. Or just the pants. The pa- It's just the pants. I don't know why the university, like the neon green accent is like the thing now. Like I don't get like why can't you do like a bronze or a gold I love or like the a bronze. black. Yeah. The green and white just so clean as it is. But I mean – I don't know. And it's like the my thing is it can be a lot more like I don't hate the basketball neon versions. I hate them. I didn't I thought those <laughs> were okay. They were okay. I think you can go for a more subtle look. And I mean when I'm talking about the, their neon, I mean like they're black with that neon in there. Yes, those were yeah. nice. The yeah, the mean green all no, that wasn't great. But these like if you're just subtle, you get the pants that dark green again and just throw like a, a neon Spartan on the side or something like that. Whatever you want to do with it. That will look so much better. Than the all neon pants. I just don't understand how like I and I, I always say like, I'm one of those guys who's like I would be the best GM in like the league if they let me have a chance because that's just how I operate because I'm that <laughs> self absorbed. Uh, same thing with these uniforms. Like I I think I could have designed better uniforms. We all could have. And I hate 100%. to. I know Luke Sloan's in the studio right now wearing the uh, student section shirt. That's an awful. There's shirt. like seven different shades of neon green. It's like the it's like the '94 pack Crayola box where you got like, the, the sharpener in the back. Oh yeah. Vintage, you know what I mean? Old oh, school. yeah, I know which exit. Throw it back. I can't believe it. Like, the student section, it's such a bad look. And apparently, I rumor has it they're trying to do a, a neon stripe the stadium. Are you serious? I don't. Who owns neon clothing besides construction workers? That's ridiculous. Also, I just want to point out, I'm so, the student section shirts are not good. They're not. 
why? The why, design's bad, first of it's all. It's awful. I, I can make that shirt for you on whatever those shirt-making website. Custom Ink.com. Custom I can make that. shout out. Sponsor us. No free ads. No free ads. No free ads. No free ads. But, like, all this, I mean, and I get it. There are probably the recruits now who are, like, young kids. We're probably sounding old and senile. But they like this stuff. I get it. Recruits come in, and they're like, Wow. Look at that sick uniform. Wow. I get it. Wow. <laughs> wow. But for <laughs> people who actually care and know, it's not good. It's just like Michigan State is green and white. And granted, they've kind of wavered from like the Kelly green to like this forest green type deal. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I do think they'll wear them again, though. I think so. I have to imagine, especially since like, they won in them. I think that's definitely well, something I think they if think you, about. If you roll them out, if you roll them out during the, like for, as an alternate jersey, I assume like you have to wear them more than once. I I I hope they don't like try to go like the white top with these. It just it has to stop at some point. So I don't know. Jersey stink. Uh, if you want to weigh in on the jerseys, or maybe some, if we end up eventually talking about the game at some point here, five one seven four three two three eight nine three is the phone number. Text us at 517-884-8989. Uh, let's go to the game now. As we said, Spartans win 51-17. to uh, I don't want to brag here, and I wish I listened to last week's episode before we started this one because I definitely told you that the offense was going to explode this week. I think I want to say... I said something like 35-10, which wasn't a big explosion from like the 28 points or whatever yeah. last week. But I told you, I promised you, I guaranteed you the offense was going to explode this week. And they did. So credit to me. Uh, if I can't believe I was, I was going to be nice and say thank you and, you know, give you your credit. <laughs> but instead, you just decided to take that yourself I and give myself. yourself the credit. But, yes, all credit to you. You, you did say it was going to happen the next game. Did not think that was going to be true. I mean, 51 points. I walked out of the concert before I watched the game, and I just looked at the score. I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> You love to see that. But just a great offensive performance from MSU. Defense was solid once again. I think it wasn't as great as it was against Tulsa, but I think that's just the difference between Tulsa and Western. Yep. Um, but defense did their thing. Offense was absolutely fantastic. 51 points, and I think one has to start with Lewerke. He looked better. Offense looked more in rhythm. Uh, he was able to throw the ball downfield some more. His receivers worked. They got space. And I think it really started with uh, Daryl Stewart getting out. For, I think, what was it, 10 receptions he had? 10 receptions yep. uh, on the night, 185 yards and a touchdown. He was great creating space. He looked fast, had some great movement off the line. He looked good. And I think between those two, as both leaders on this team, that's kind of the spark you need is those two guys to right. kind of step up, say they're going to make catches, they're going to get space, they're going to create some plays. And I think for them – that this game was a big confidence boost. Moving on to see Lewerke take some shots downfield to get in a rhythm on the offensive end. This is stuff that carries over for the games following. So it was a big boost for that side. Biggest thing for me out of this game, and you said it, was Elijah Collins. Absolutely fantastic. Great vision from behind the line. Found all the holes he needed. Had a quick burst when he got out there. He looked good, and I think finally getting a true back who can see the line like yes. that versus uh, Connor Hayward or Ladarius Jefferson. Uh, Collins was fantastic, and I think this is the guy you got to work with if you're Michigan State. You got to keep him going, get him all the touches, and I think it really showed for MSU how different the offense can look yeah. when you actually get a back who can do something. Yes. This opened up great play action uh, for Lewerke to work off of to take some shots downfield, and I think that this is the, truly the difference. If Michigan State can run the football and at least establish some semblance of a run, Lewerke can get, can get some time in the pocket to make some throws down the field. Uh, Brad Salem showed up. Rhythm looked great. 
Team looked good, took some shots downfield. And like I said, this is all confidence from here on out. Exactly. This is the game that, you know, when you're down a couple touchdowns to Michigan or you're playing Ohio State or even down the line uh, to ASU, this next upcoming game, you look back and say, we put up 51 points. We know this offense can score. They just got to execute further on down the line. And I, I feel – I almost feel bad that I don't have much to say on the defensive side of the ball because, like, they, everyone knows what Michigan State's defense 100%, is. I mean, yeah. you, you're, you're, you're front line there with – I mean, you throw Willikis, the Panashuk brothers, uh, obviously Bocce leading the linebacking core – there's not much to say as far as their performance because they played great once again. Um, I think the last touchdown was a garbage time touchdown for Western, so I look at this more of like a like a fifty one ten type uh, type victory. I think the only time you really hear me have to go in depth in the defense is if they have a bad game. Have a bad, yeah. And so far, obviously, we've seen uh, some some great things out of them. So the focus is the offensive side of the ball. And my first thing is, Spartan fans, are you happy now? Like, th- this is what people have been waiting for. That's the knock on Michigan State is, like, how does Michigan State game one every year, like, not go out and beat a team by 70 points? Like, Maryland wins 79 nothing. Penn State scores 79. Michigan State's, like, hanging on by a thread. By thread yeah. Like, and you're sweating in the fourth quarter type stuff. Which, like, obviously for Tulsa wasn't the case, but you get my drift. So... Uh, the most points since 2015, I believe, against Penn State was the uh, was the stat on on that end. Um, the the first thing is you started the first drive, back to back games we score on drive one. I don't know if that's ever happened ever in the history of Michigan State football, but it was great to see. So obviously, yeah. it just comes with confidence. Is is I could think going to be the buzzword today mm-hmm. because I think that's really all it is on the offensive side of the ball because it doesn't help that everyone else has their opinions they throw about. MSU's offense. Oh yeah. But going down and having a not even just a scoring drive, but an efficient and productive scoring drive is huge because when you get the fans involved immediately, the players pick right up, uh, and you just roll from there. And 21 points in the first quarter. I think this game was. I don't want to say it was over before it started. I was very high on Michigan State, just absolutely rolling Western, as I said last week. Again, credit to me. Not a big deal. Um, okay. <laughs> but 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 seriously, it was I. It was nice to be in, the, in one of those games where there was never a doubt. It was going to be a matter of you know, wow, like you, let's see how many points they can score. And you know, granted, you saw some time where Rocky Lombardi. I don't think Rocky Lombardi threw a pass. I'm not positive about that. I don't. Think uh, I, I, did. I didn't see on the statute that he threw a pass. By that time, I was just checked out. I mean, the game was obviously signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, but. Know. Sorry. Good. I'm glad you did. I was. Yeah. If you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Elijah Collins was the story of the game, and you know, I, Connor Hayward and, and Ladarius Jefferson. There's obviously places for them on the team. I don't know now, going forward, what Connor Hayward's place is in this offense because he only had three carries for I believe like 13 yards or something along those lines. Elijah Collins is a true running back, and you yep. you you made a very big point of that. Of you know, he just the the way he is. His cutting to the hole, I think something that Hayward doesn't really do well is is hit the hole and go. Uh, a lot of reading and reacting, as we've said, you know, at nausea with with Connor Hayward. Ladarius Jefferson, great athlete, not a true running back. Elijah Collins has the running back build, and he plays the position very well. So that's something going forward, too, where you're looking at, like, where do these guys fit in? And maybe it's, maybe it's not a bad problem to have with having so many options at running back. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen multiple people touch the ball this year so far, obviously. But, I mean, you now have options. And there's so many athletes on the offense. Like, you know, Daryl Stewart can run the ball if he had to. Cody White, they love to throw him on the end around. Uh, so not a bad problem to have. But, as you said, and it's the same thing like when I watched the Lions. And my, 
you know, when you when you have a running back who can create plays for you, and one of the things too, I it was so nice to see a Michigan State running back grab the ball and get a, get a gain of more than three yards. <laughs> like seeing eight yard runs was I, unbelievable. I was like, wow, it's second and two uh, off of one run. That was crazy. Like unbelievable. I've never seen it before in my life. But. When you have a running back that can make plays like that and not just run exactly. the ball, but run the ball effectively and, and genuinely be a source of frustration for teams, it force I mean, you have to respect the run. That's what that's the name of the game. You have to respect the run and it opens up the passing game. And and that is to a T what happened last night. I mean, people had to take notice of Elijah Collins. Granted, seventeen carries, average like eleven yards a carry. Yeah, 11, yeah, 11 which yards is a which carry. is which is crazy. But again, it's 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 hitting holes. Credit to the O line, who again they're still working through things. But look, I better. thought I thought there were some great instances where Lewerke had a ton of time to throw the ball, which again helps his confidence too. But I can't say it enough. And D'Antonio's whole shtick is like, if you run the ball forty times, you have a good chance of winning the game. Which when you run the ball this well, you can see what happens. Yeah, this and is that's, good. And I don't even think it's a matter of looking at Western's defense like. They're nothing special. I mean, and, and back into more of the, in the more of the passing side of of things, the offense spread the field really nicely yesterday. And and, and to Lewerke's point that you were making, seemed a lot more comfortable and, and confident throwing balls. Like there were a couple deep balls that he threw. I know Daryl Stewart had a pretty long forty something yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. He seemed much more confident and comfortable making those throws, which is huge. I mean, and that's what people. You know, wanted to see from Lewerke, and, and he gave it to you. Uh, the one interception, again, another probably ball that should have been thrown away or thrown into the ground, which didn't happen. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I, I, I was so pleased with how this team spread the field. They took shots downfield, which is something that you don't see very often from this team. So I just hope Spartan fans are happy. I mean, it was it was fun to watch, and unfortunately in these, in these games that are – there are blowouts of you know for all intents and purposes. It's not there's not much to say. I mean, there's a lot to say, but there's not much to say if you if you understand what I'm saying. I which you which I think if you're MSU, you like. I feel like for the last year and even now starting this season, all you know people like us journalists have had is to talk about this team. Whether you're talking defense, offense, special teams, coaching, every right. there's just and always been a, talk. It's such a critical. It's such a critical light. Exactly versus. For having a moment where there's nothing to say, <laughs> yeah. they they actually good, showed yeah. up yeah. and performed. And I think that's the difference. It's probably it feels good for a team like, and especially for the offense. I mean, yeah, exactly. they've been dealing with questions about can they do it? Can they step up? Is anyone actually good on that side of the ball throughout last season and starting this season? They've had to deal with these questions, and for the first time, there's no more questions. Right. And I, I do think, you know, I want to ask you and you know, pose a question to the audience as well, if you know anybody wants to call in or text in or whatever on Twitter. It, it begs the question of whether which MSU team are you going to see throughout this season? Is it the team that couldn't put up one offensive touchdown or the team that scored 51 on Western Michigan? I feel like the biggest thing that this did kind of create is now there's a dichotomy. There's a Jekyll and there's a Hyde to this MSU football team. And, you know, how many times are you going to get the team right up the middle that can score points and be good on defense, or are you going to get you know whichever version that you got from these two games? Yeah, and that's I said last week too. I didn't think that they opened up the whole playbook in week one, and they clearly didn't because what they were there were a lot of plays that we didn't see last week uh, that we saw last night. Uh, they throw their little their their version of the Philly special uh, trick play with Lewerke oh, yeah. catching the pass. That was that was cool. Didn't was appreciate nice. him getting hit out of bounds like that. Can you keep my man up, upright, please. Uh, <laughs> 
That's and that's the million dollar question. It really is. And, and I don't think anyone knows because last week, I don't want to say the offense was bad, but you obviously wanted more. You got to score more than one offensive <laughs> touch against Tulsa. Right. I think for, you know, it, it was, that's that's fair. Maybe bad is too strong of a word, but it wasn't good. This week, I would I great is a strong word. Very good offensive showing. So to my point about, about the organization and the play calling, I don't think those I think you've now seen that Brad Salem is capable of opening up the playbook, getting getting his wide receivers open with route combinations. And you've seen I mean you saw Cody White, Daryl Stewart, Elijah Collins, playmakers making things happen. Granted, it's a Mac defense. I understand that. It's gonna be once the Big Ten play starts rolling here, that's that's the big question. I mean, you see Arizona State next week, which we'll get into that. Uh but it, it's I don't. I don't really have an answer for it because I'm going to say here as a Michigan State slappy, I think that you're that you'll see this offense perform to a similar extent. Maybe not execution wise, but you'll at least see some of the same themes that you did. You know, you'll probably see Elijah Collins have a couple hundred yard games, assuming he's he's your lead back now. I don't know how D'Antonio. I, I would hope. I would hope he is. And, and I do. And, and I will say one of the knocks on D'Antonio is like. You see something yeah. like this that happens, and you go right back to you completely ignore it and whatever. I'd like to see him get the ball now. One hundred percent, one hundred. I think he's your he's your defined back. I do like Hayward and Jefferson. I what I would like to see them in is to utilize them more as passing options for some plays like that. I think Hayward and Jefferson both are pretty quick, got good hands, and I think they make the couple of plays they had against Tulsa and early on last season were good coming off a little screen pass or whatever they'd like to do there. I agree. I don't know what this team is going to look like. The biggest thing I think this gives you hope for, the biggest thing I think is that this game gives you hope. Hope in that essentially the defense is going to perform. The biggest question last year was could they just put up enough points to win a game. And I think now you see now it's maybe not going to be 51. Lewerke may not throw for 300 yards. But at the end of the day, if you get at least half a a performance like this, you can hang on with an Ohio State or maybe even win a game if your defense stands tall and your offense can do more than put up just seven points. Yeah, that's that's been the theme is like if they can just score 21, like they can win they every can game. They can win a game. So I, I agree with you. I don't think you'll see 51 points again this year. I think next week against Arizona State, you will see a very similar offensive performance, uh, maybe not to 51, but if it goes over, I mean, all the better, right? Uh, but, yeah, I, it's – I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see Big Ten play, and I think we can touch on that a bit too before we move on here. I mean, you saw yesterday Nebraska tough loss, not a great look for the Big tough Ten. Tough loss, big yikes. Michigan, not just I mean, you know, not to just just pick on the school in Ann Arbor, but they I mean they didn't look good either. Uh, Ohio State, to me, as as I said last week and in, in before the season started, I don't know where this whole like somewhat panic thing was about Ohio State like not being as good. Like you still have all your players. Ryan Day is a great coach. Uh and, and we've seen that so far. But I that's the team to beat. And obviously Michigan State plays them on the road. Uh, they play Michigan on the road too. I I think this defense what Michigan State has, defense wins championships. So it was great to see the offense perform like that. The Big Ten to me is wide open. I don't know if you'd I I don't know, am I crazy? My I agree. I, I think Ohio State open. is head and shoulders. I think their head and shoulders is still the best team, and that's that's it to me. I don't think, especially. I'm not even just judging off the Army game yesterday, but I I never thought Michigan felt like to me that much 
of a better team. I didn't. I I just don't. I don't get it. I well, feel this, like they, well, this was the year, Julian. This this, this was this is the year. So it was. Like, I mean, every year since the man in khaki pants showed up on in Ann Arbor, it's supposed to have been the year. And I don't. I mean, I don't. They lost a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball, and bring back Shea Patterson, who wasn't great last year either and it's, apparently he's just supposed to be amazing again and I will say he does look more confident he looks better running that offense but as you saw against Army it doesn't it doesn't mean that correlates to you know a 51 point blowout of Army it leads to a close game that Army almost won if that field goal was maybe a little bit more to the left I, I just Ohio State's the only team to me that looks like they have a chance that they could be a contender once again, 51-17 victory for the Spartans last night. We will talk uh, Michigan State, Arizona State later on in the show. Uh, we will now move to our producer, Hikaru Kudo, uh, Michigan State Volleyball. Spartan Invitationals weekend, correct? Yes, sir. Is that yes, the correct sir. terminology? That is very correct. It's actually technically the auto owner's insurance Spartan Of course, auto owners. Got to love it. Appreciate love the spot. Them. No free ads, though. No nope, free ads. Yeah. And you no don't get free an ad, ad on here. Sponsors. No, but, you know, it's... That's actually the real name, so whatever. But, anyway, whatever. <laughs> they don't sponsor us, though. Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it out. Whatever. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> yeah, so, Hikaru, you've been covering volleyball here for the last couple of years. Went to the game the other day, and, you know, looking at uh, this volleyball team after a so-so uh, year last season, looking to bounce back with a revitalized and more mature roster. You look at this team starting out, they just lost their first first game yesterday in a five-set match. Um, five-set match yesterday, lost that one, lost their first game of the season. Uh, but what are your expectations for the Spartans this year? They're going to make it back to the tournament. I'm calling it right now. They're making it back to the tournament. I don't know how far they'll go in the tournament. They could be out in the first round of the tournament. But I'm telling you, Kathy George is bringing this team back to the tournament. There is no way in this world that this team shouldn't be able to make it back to the tournament. And I, the reason why, A, Emma Monks did not play at all this weekend. The true freshman did not play at all this weekend for an undisclosed reason. Yet, this team went 2-1. and one. They brought Tennessee to three sets. They were up by 11 at one point in set number four, ready to finish it. Couldn't finish it. But that's something you can work as a team. Now, is that a tough blow? Oh, yeah. But you also got to remember, that's a ranked team. Last year's squad wouldn't be able to do anything like that against this team. No, they would have been swept and they would have been done. This is an improved team. They know what they're doing on the court. Kathy George knows what she's doing from the sideline. Her assistants know what the heck they're doing. This team, there's no reason they shouldn't make the tournament. There's no reason they should not make the tournament this year. And I think a big part of that, if you look at last season's roster and you look at everyone that was on that team. It was a lot of youth. A lot more first years, a little bit of sophomores. This year, they all have more experience, a year under their belt. It's an it's a older roster, more mature roster. And one player, I think, that needs to be highlighted, she is a young gun. She does come, uh, not a young gun, but she was a young gun a season ago, brings a lot of more experience now, is Meredith North. Norris. She's been tremendous this season, showing a lot of improvement from the summertime. And I want to ask you, Akaro, how, how big has she been so far this season, and how important will her continued growth be for this team? Meredith North was a bench player. Kathy George didn't throw in the regular lineup. She wasn't, you know, your 7th, 8th, ninth girl off the bench. She wasn't your go-to outside hitter. You look at the stats against Tennessee, their hardest opponent the entire weekend. Meredith North Norris had 17 kills. That's a career high. 17 kills. To put that in perspective, Alyssa Kronowski, who everyone considers as ace, including myself, and this is her team, it's her, you know, she's the outside hitter, 12 kills against Tennessee. Meredith Norris has five more kills. Now, let me add that up, because obviously Tennessee knows that Alyssa Kronowski has a big arm to go with. 
so they're keeping an eye on Alyssa. But when you have Meredith North that's kind of coming up, a junior, quiet, didn't really do much for the first couple of years. And all of a sudden, she's getting all these kills. All of a sudden, she has a good swing. All of a sudden, these sets are setting up a Elena Schklar and Paul Jans helping her out a little bit, too. They're working. And then you have options like Molly Johnson all of a sudden. Nine kills. You tell me Molly Johnson's going to give me nine kills last year, and I'll be laughing. Molly Johnson has improved so much. She has skyrocketed last year. She's probably one of the shyest girls on the team, but she is a disastering, dangerous weapon on the court. So, Meredith North is a part of that, but I feel like it's all these youth that is growing up. And that's why I think Michigan State, the true Michigan State Volleyball is back. That's why I think, once again, they're going to make back this tournament, and Meredith North is just one of those products. One of the many products that Kathy George developed last year. Last year was a redevelopment year. Maddie Haggard did, did her job as a redshirt senior as a captain. She knew going in that it wasn't going to be a great year when it comes record-wise. But the Spartan faithful also knew that last year. And now they're getting the results they want. Yes, once again, they lost to Tennessee in a blown way that they shouldn't have. But last year, it, they would have been swept. So you got to put that in perspective. And within a matter of six, seven, eight, nine months during the offseason, they've grown this much. And during the season last year, I witnessed it myself. These girls know what they're doing on the court. Kathy George knows what's doing on the court. That's why they're improving so much on the court. And that's why they're, they're playing well. Yeah, and you, you make the declaration earlier and you said it again that this team is going to make the tournament. I want to ask you, uh, a few years ago now, the volleyball team did make the tournament. I believe that they went as far as the Sweet 16, yes. I believe, in there. And I want to ask you, you look at this year's team and that team that made it all the way to a Sweet 16, what similarities do you see between the two and what gives you the, the confidence to declare right here, right now, after, I think, what, five, six games that this team is going to make it to an NCAA tournament? So, A, of course, you have the consistency of the coach because Kathy George is a veteran on the court, on the sideline, A. But everyone knows this, right? You just look at the years. Oh, she was there when they last went to the Sweet Okay, cool, whatever. The other thing is you're looking at the same situation where you have youngsters that are developing. Same situation happened back time when Sweet 16. They were young. It was a bad season for them when you look at the record. And then the next year, they go up into Sweet 16 and they surprise everyone. Yes, it's a non-conference schedule. But this is one of the toughest non-conference schedules Kathy George is throwing out there. They've only lost one. They're 4-1 right now. That's a ridiculous record against the teams they're playing against. against. Okay, Oakland's probably going to be one of their easier t teams that's coming up this entire off non-conference schedule. And with what I'm seeing from this team, with the options that they have, the minimal mistakes they have, and Jamie Cox as a veteran libero in the back, so your defensive effort is led by a, a, you know, someone of the seniority member, all that adds up to the puzzle that compares the same way to when they went to the Sweet 16 a few years ago. So that tells me, all right, you got the same coach, same situation, same program. Why not? And I've seen this team. This team is playing the best that I've seen since I've been covering this team. So for me, there's no reason why they shouldn't be as competitive to any of the other Big Ten teams. There's no reason why they shouldn't make it a tournament. There's no reason why they should. If they do, it's because of silly mistakes they make. Not because they don't have the strength, the power, the ability to do so. All right. Well, you heard it here first. They're making the NCAA tournament. Last question for you, Hikaru. Upcoming for the volleyball team is a September 12th matchup with Oakland. What are you looking for in that matchup? And what will Oakland bring to the table against this Michigan State volleyball team? Sweep. Michigan State should sweep Oakland easily.
It should right. be a sweep. You heard it here. I should be talking about a sweep next Saturday. Or Sunday, excuse me. I should be talking about a sweep next Sunday. It should be three and done. It's popping out. Let's go home. Let's get out of here in an hour. All right? These girls are emotionally a little bit mentally, a little bit down as a team because of what happened against Tennessee. How do you do that? You have an opponent that should easily get drilled by you. So do it. You're home. You're in historic Jenison Fieldhouse. You're, you know Spartan Nation is going to show up. They do. It's a Thursday night. Oh, you're going you're gonna to have a good faithful group over there. Do it. Get it done. Get the job done. Get everything done and do so easily. With that being said, if you look at the numbers, once again, just like the Tennessee game, Meredith Norris should have good numbers. Alyssa Kronowski should have good numbers. Molly Johnson should have good, have good numbers. Paul Jan should have good numbers. Jamie Cox has 17 digs against Tennessee. We should be looking about 12 or 13 if it's about three, uh, about, uh, three sets. Same type of s- skill sets. And once Emma Monks gets in there, th- that'll destroy everything because Monks and Rebecca Poljet is the front line to keep an eye out for this team. That is going to be such a dangerous front line, and that's going to be the reason why teams are going to struggle because they're going to figure out, how the heck do I get past a freshman and a sophomore? A freshman and a sophomore. And they're blocking these shots and these kills. That's one I'm, I'm, I'm curious to keep an eye out for, too. But for Oakland, I mean, yes, they have a great program. Yes, they're a great fine uh, Horizon team. But there's no reason why Michigan State was dom- Michigan State would have been able to beat them last year. So this should be an annihilate. You should be out of there in an hour on Thursday. All right. Get in, get out at McDonald's on the way home. We'll make chicken, yeah. oh, McDonald's, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Don't, don't let me forget. I got to buy you guys McDonald's next week. Oh, cool. Oh. I don't know if I need McDonald's, dude. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I've been looking a little round lately, dog. I'm nah, not you even going to lie to you. you look oh, good. Julie, you look great. You look great, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty shapely right now. I'm, shapely? I look, like okay. a, I look like a pear, to be honest oh, no, with you. you. Shout don't. out to all the pears. I look like a pear. You're the, you're the one that looks <laughs> great, man. Shout out to all the pears. <laughs> but anyways, y'all, pears. I mean, that was great. Uh, Michigan you know, Michigan State Volleyball looks going play Thursday. I'll keep you guys in the loop. But uh, good things to come out of the state. Like you said, you heard it here first. They're making the tournament this year. Write it down. There we All go. Right. That's bulletin board material right there. Okay. September 8th, 1144. Michigan State Volleyball Tournament 2019. Awesome. Bam. Thank you, Hikaru, for our MSU Volleyball update. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Nathan Stearns. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. Screamed my voice out at the game yesterday. It was nice to actually have a 21st century offense, and I don't know who <laughs> kidnapped Brant Salem and replaced him with Sean McVay, but it's nice to see. That's really awesome. nice to see. That's awesome. I, can I ask you about the jerseys? How, how'd they look in person? They look like a green apple slushy, man. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> it, 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 comparison. You, it, it, it was nauseating, but I, you can't argue with the end result. Yes. But as far as I'm concerned, you need to burn them, man. They are just <laughs> an eyesore to look at. Just absolutely abominable. I hear you. I hear you. I could talk football with Stearns all day. But Nathan Stearns uh, covering field hockey for us, Michigan State field hockey. Uh, their last game was Friday. They won an overtime thriller against UC Davis. They are now 3-0 and on the young season. Uh, what did you see in that game that allowed them to pull away late? And uh, what sparked them to this 3-0 and start? I think pulling away is a little bit of a strong overreaction. They were really evenly matched that entire game, and really could have gone either way. They didn't do a great job. Actually, I talked to Leah Sinisi after the game, and she was mentioning how they played a very individualistic style on offense. There wasn't a lot of sustained offensive momentum, sustained offensive puck movement. It was more of just each player overreacting and trying to do everything on their own. They have Louisville right now. I was just looking at the score, and they're actually tied with them. 1-1 1-1 over at Ralph Young Field, if you guys who are listening want to catch that game. But um, they're number 12th in the country. 
So they are a lot better than anything Michigan State has played yet. And even though they're 3-0, you're talking beating St. Francis, they squeaked one out against Kent State, and they squeaked one out against UC Davis. So you have to be able to temper expectations just because that level of competitiveness with their schedule hasn't really ramped up to the intensity that it will right. later in the season. Now, a 5-15 and 15 season for them last year. So I, I would I would definitely say that Michigan State isn't known for, for great field hockey success. But, I mean, a 3-0 and start – in in any sport for any team, regardless of what your history is, is huge for the confidence too. I mean, do do you see this kind of success continuing to roll throughout the season, especially in Big Ten play? Because I know there are some strong teams in the Big Ten. So how do you how do you foresee the rest of the season going for Michigan State? I think a five hundred mark is easily an achievable goal at this point. They are returning. A, they're a very young team last year, and they are returning a starting goaltender. They're returning throughout of their four leading scorers. You're seeing ladies like Leah Sinise and Ninky Bloomstadt really start to continue with that maturation process and become good all-conference, all-Big Ten players. But with that being said, before you go from being a Big Ten contender, there's normally that transition year right. where you go from stinking to being mediocre, to being somewhat competitive, to becoming a contender. So I think next year, with another year of maturation, Arendelle behind the pipes is only a sophomore. Their good players are only sophomores and juniors. So you give them one or two more years of maturation, and that's when they're really going to be a very, very good team. Because frankly, Penn State and Rutgers are always powerhouses, and I don't think they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with them this year. I think that they'll be competitive. They do a really good job almost like the Michigan State of years past, of really drawing out the game and making it almost an ugly sort of, you know, in-the-trenches affair, but they still need to learn to score a little bit more, Mm -hmm. and they still are just getting used to each other. They have a lot of freshmen playing right now who just need experience playing in a Big Ten university and playing at home. So I'm going to switch. You talked about uh, Jade Arundel in goal a little bit beforehand, and I think that's one of the biggest things about this field hockey team is this iron wall defense led by her recently won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week honors. How big has she been for the Spartans, and how far can this defense take them as they head into Big Ten play? She's the principal reason why they are 3-0, because against Kent State, they only put up one goal. They put up two goals in double overtime against UC Davis, But in that game, she was going toe-to-toe with Chelsea Bigelow for the Aggies at UC Davis, and she was doing her best Ben Bishop impression. I mean, was just absolutely insane between the pipes, was doing a really good job picking up the puck in traffic, but whenever you rely on one player on one end of the field to keep you in a game, they haven't really shown the ability to have a contingency plan if she has an off night. The only team that they've really dominated on both ends was uh, St. Joseph earlier. So she has been huge for them. I mean, she started all 20 games last year in her freshman year, went 5-15. and 15, But with that being said, she really learned a lot. You could tell talking to her that there was a bit of a chip on her shoulder. And she mentioned how no one outworks Michigan State and how they truly believe they can go into any place in the country and knock off any team, which is an essential element to have. They don't get intimidated. And she's got a little bit of a fire in her that's going to carry her a really long way. But she needs help. She's not been the problem. The problem has been the lack of offense. And that's something that you're continuing to see even today with uh, Michigan State only putting up one goal at half against Louisville. But you need to start seeing them put three, four, five goals up. They're just struggling. You know, one, two goals a game isn't going to get it done against Penn State and Rutgers because you can't rely on one player, in this case, Arendelle, 
to come out every single day and be unanimously great like she has been. And it, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Julian. No, go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah, Thank you. you take it. I appreciate you. Is there a player other than Arundel though? Like, if we move more to the offensive side of the ball, is there a specific player in your mind that you're focusing on of being the leader of the offensive charge that maybe either hasn't shown it yet or that you expect to roll with it throughout the year? Well, Leah Sinisi is definitely someone that I'm, I've been keeping an eye on. She had the game-winning goal against UC Davis, and she... Being a junior, being one of those upperclassmen leaders who's gotten a lot of playing time is definitely one who has been called on for leadership so far this season. And she was the first one that mentioned that coach was telling them between that first overtime and second overtime intermission that they needed to get going. You know, they were drawing this out a lot longer than they ever needed to. And they finally started toward that latter end of the fourth quarter to really pick it up, get some sustained offensive puck movement, were able to finally punch it in. But her and Vanderwey, Issa Vanderwey, who actually I believe is from Europe, it, she's another lady who definitely has that X factor about her. She has extreme offensive potential. She was very good in her freshman freshman year last year. And the one thing I've noticed from her is she is one of the only ladies who is able to just go one-on-one. Like, you need three or four ladies to stop her. <laughs> she's able to just dice through traffic, and it's really, really, really impressive to see. Her puck control skills for someone who's only in their offensive year are absolutely phenomenal. So definitely those two are two of the ladies that are really going to have to carry them. Normally you don't call on your sophomores to be leaders on both ends of the field, but if they're going to go anywhere this year, they're going to have to. There's going to have to be a faster learning curve than you would normally be accustomed to at this level. And so last one for you. Right now it's a 1-1 game in the third quarter against Louisville. They started that game at 11 a.m. today. Uh, tied 1-1 right now. I wanted to get your thoughts on this Louisville matchup. And now that it's tied 1-1, what's your prediction for this final ma- the, the, the final final quarter, final two quarters against this game against Louisville? Well, I can't necessarily tell you how it's going to go, but I will tell you you're going to learn a lot about this Michigan State team in the next two quarters. They do a really good job of drawing out their competition, of just keeping it close enough, kind of like what Rutgers football has done for years. Even though they lose, they have been in a lot of really, really, really ugly games with teams who are significantly better than they are. So right now, they are trying to make Louisville play their style of ball. Gutsy, gritty, and they're trying to poach a win from Louisville. But Louisville being the 12th ranked team in the country is by far and away the toughest test they've had this year. And it's going to be the toughest test they have until they go on the road September 27th to play Northwestern at Northwestern with being a young team. They really haven't played a good team on the road, and they're not going to have to for another two weeks. I believe they have four or five more home games before conference play really wraps up or really starts to ramp up in difficulty. But I think playing at Ralph Young is definitely a huge advantage for them. They were able to go to Ohio in, uh, I believe it was in Akron, and they took two, one from Kent State and one from St. Joseph, but they need to learn how to play in front of a home crowd. They didn't play in front of a home crowd except on uh, Friday against UC Davis, and they played very well. There's definitely a lot of things that they can improve on, but it's encouraging for me, even if they're not able to emerge victorious, just to see them going toe-to-toe into the second half with a team like Louisville because Louisville is what you strive to believe. They are the blueprint for what you are going to need to be in two, three, four years and where you're hoping your program and your underclassmen can lead you. So if they are able to win this, it's a huge, almost program-changing win. 
they didn't beat a ranked team last year. To start off 4-0 and knock off a team like that, who is going to be right in the thick of things at the end of the season and who's going to have a really good chance of going all the way, that would be a huge program-defining win for them. Huge. And biggest stat coming out of that game right now, 13 shots for Louisville, 7 on goal, comparatively to MSU's 3 shots, 2 on goal, and makes 6 saves for Arundel in goal. Got to put pucks on net. Got to put pucks on net. Pucks on net, get pucks deep, cycle the puck. You know how it is. <laughs> uh, the Spartans are at Ralph Young Field on the 13th, 15th, 20th, and 22nd of September. Uh, go check them out. I'm pumped up for field hockey now. That was great, Nathan. I appreciate yeah, your thank time. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Let's do it again. That was awesome, for sure. We'll have you on, for sure. Uh, i got to take a break, if you don't mind, Julian. I'm I'm dying over here. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm dying. I've been talking forever. Got a little water in me. Yeah. A, little, a little second half of the show. We pick a little bit back up. We pick it up for the second half of the show. If you want to call in, 517-432-3893. If you want to text in, 517-884-8989. This is the Green and White Report. I'm Austin Winslow, and this is your Impact Sports Update. Michigan State football's offense thrives as they improve to 2-0 with a 51-17 win. The offense was led by Brian Lewerke's three touchdowns and 314 yards, and redshirt freshman running back Elijah Collins back for 192 yards on the ground. Antonio now is the most wins all time for Michigan State football head coach. Michigan State Volleyball played host to the annual Auto Owners Insurance Spartan Invitational this weekend. The Spartans went 2-for-1 on the weekend, falling short to number 21 Tennessee in five sets. The Spartans played the Oakland Golden Grizzlies on Thursday at Jenison Fieldhouse. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Thank you, Mr. Winslow, for that sports update. Saw Winslow, that was great. Saw Winslow at Rick's the other day. Big hug. Big hug. <laughs> Big hug. <laughs> Big hug. Uh, Green and White Report, we're back here. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julian Mitchell, as we're approaching our number two. I'm going to have to read a legal here in a second. I th- Those things stress me out. I don't understand. Why? I get it's like some F- whatever, FCC, NAA, NAACP, whatever. Whatever it is. I, whatever I it is. PETA, whatever. OSHA, whatever I have to read this thing for. It always stresses me out. I don't I don't know why. Uh, Ryan Collins is here. Hi, Ryan Collins. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. I'm, I'm, what's up, boys? How we doing? Uh, not much, just chilling, bro. I actually want to say how bad I, I just had to get this on the record. The student section shirts, you're completely right, Julian. Stink out loud. I Whoever said it the, too. Not I, I agree. They were <laughs> yeah, but Julian, Julian brought up the point. They, they, they're brutal. Like, who thought that was a good idea? It's, n- it's, n- it's, no, it's not know. good. It's, 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 it's like it's I said. It's so simple. Me. It's beyond me. It's I bad. Have no, I have no bad, idea. Bad, 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 bad. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to read this legal now. Ready for this? Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, Cargo typed it in here. Uh, what do I just say? WD, WDBM East Lansing? That's oh, all I had to oh. do. <laughs> Dude. And then we don't get fined because I said that? You, you got to do it better than that. You got to find a way <laughs> to slip it in there some way, somehow. somehow. Hold on. Ready for this. Ready for this. Ready? Ready? You're listening to the Green and White Report uh, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM East Lansing. How's that? Better? Yes, yes, yeah, that's that better. I'm, I'm celebrating. I'm jumping. Do, since we did it twice, do I have to do it next week now? Or did I cover my bases <laughs> for next week? You wish. I do wish. I don't. Whatever. All right. Fine, fine. You get you get an extra coffee with your order. Then. All right, FCC, take that. We did the legal. Take that, FCC. All okay. right, here we go. Football, football, football. All right, football here. Uh, 
what are we doing, Collins? You want to do the? Uh, can you do the little guess that Spartan? Guess that real Spartan. Quick? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like this is like Collins' bread and butter. Here is the guess that Spartan segment. Collins has been preparing all week. Uh, he's prepared nope. five. Count them five <laughs> clues nope. uh, of a of a either current or former Michigan State Spartan athlete. Can you tell us is, is the sport one of the clues? Uh, yeah, since it's the fall last year, we did basketball and we had Shannon Brown. I think TV Trent. Value will be on, it, yeah. was the only one who got it, but I think you did Kalen Lucas. I don't know who. I think you did Jason Richardson. Yeah, I did Jason. Yeah, yeah. Dang, good memory. Yeah, yeah. Steel you trap. Get a great brain. Wow. Steel trap oh. over here. But a little prefacing this, I might have a little bit better effects if Rabin Winston texted me at three in the morning last night and said, Hey, man, we need you to come on and do this. I just forgot. Thanks for sewering wow. me there. I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for letting him know we don't prep for this shit. Yeah, thanks for throwing me into the proverbial kettle. I just forgot. I was told, I was, Julian's idea was to have you on. I didn't even want you here. Today. Okay. So I you're guess. welcome. You're okay. Here. okay. I'm just kidding. But yeah, sorry about that. Next time I'll, I, I hey, I, I remember before I, I couldn't sleep. There's I couldn't sleep last night. I was like, there's something I'm forgetting. And I had to text Collins. So I did it. So there you go. Okay. All right. Guess that Spartan. Collins, let's hear it. Okay. First fact, this player played through 2008 to 2011. I just want to give you guys a little time frame. Okay. Um, I hate this, man. People think I'm stupid. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a bad look. It's a bad look on my part. Admittedly, grew up a Michigan fan. That's my mom's fault. She's tough, from Ann Arbor. Tough. Brainwashed. Horrible. It was like ni- it was like 1984. I lived in like I lived 1984 <laughs> in real life. Okay. It's like my life is like the Shawshank Redemption, kinda maybe. Oh, as a fight song. We do go to Michigan State now. I'm glad I go here. But so it looks so, bad uh, as like the co-host of a sports show that I like don't know Michigan State football history. But I'll try. So t- 2008 to 2011. The 2011. Okay. 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 Do you guys know my second grade talent show? This is what I sang. I'm going to lose <laughs> all. Yeah. <laughs> really? I used yeah, to love I, that. I face painted. Had my Raymar Morgan basketball jersey on. Yo. I was fired up. And uh, how, Shout out Raymar Morgan. How is that? A, how Very is underrated that a, Spartan. So singing the fight song was your talent. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's really a talent. <laughs> our teams are proud okay. to win. Okay. We're going to need a rendition us. on the people Impact are, YouTube turning, page. Yeah, people are turning the radio off, Collins. Okay, this player was one of just three Spartans in school history, along with Derek Mason and Bill Simpson, to return two punts for touchdowns. Oh, it's a football player. Okay. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I don't, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm not listening. <laughs> can you read that again, please? Can I, can I get that again? Was one of just three Spartans in school history to return two punts for touchdowns. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Clue number two. Okay. No thoughts on that? No. I'm thinking. My brain's working. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, bro- just go. <laughs> Give me the I'm third looking one. For these, I'm looking for these facts on the fly, boys. Just letting you know. I'll just say this. Fourth round pick of the Houston Texans. Fourth round, Fourth pick, round pick of the Houston Texans. This is when 2011 or 2012, I have to assume. He, his senior year was 2011. Okay. So he got drafted 2011, 2012. Okay. That's pick I number I think three. I know the player, but I can't think of the name, and I really want to look it up, but I can't. Oh. This is on Kilia. It's going to kill you. Uh, okay. Why, the music going down just really threw me off. <laughs> yeah, like We need to fade that out. Maybe. I don't know. It's gone. Whatever. Just roll, just roll just, with the punches. Yeah. Can you play let's, through some adversity here? I'm sorry. Sorry. Clue number four. I know we're waiting for you to scroll through Wikipedia. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We don't know if these facts are correct. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. This I'm guy kidding. didn't even go to Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was the last Michigan State player to return a punt. 
for a touchdown. Okay, we have two punt clues now. So, yeah, well, uh, that that should be a priority one. He was the let. Wow. That, so it that it's was been the last punt return for against, a touchdown against Wisconsin in 2011. Wow. I have my years are so off. I'm gonna. I, I'm just. There's one more clue, correct? Yeah, I don't know when anyone's come through I'm this just, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know right now. The player that I'm about to name, when I'm when this is all said and done, will probably have played like three years ago. But the, anyway, go ahead. Okay, looking for this fifth one. We, you, eh. I wonder if we're gonna say the same player. I have a feeling. I honestly don't even think I need to give you the fifth one. Any other fact I would throw you is like the same thing because his oh, yeah. punts. That's yeah, punts. And I'll give you like a clue. He played in the slot and had a really big game against Michigan in the pro combat uniforms. That that's your fifth one. Just imagine. I know his I know his I'm, name. I got it wrong. I'm going to say the know. wrong I'm going to say the wrong name, but I know this player's name and I can see him in my eyeballs right now, deep into my soul, into my third eye. But I'm not gonna be able to say his name because I just I can't think of. Give it. me some more clues. Give me some more. hairstyle. You're killing him. You, hairstyle. No, no, no. <laughs> I kind of use away actually. Hairstyle. Hairstyle. See, that's why I feel, I feel like I I don't know. Hairstyle. I'm 100 wrong. I know I am. Okay, do you guys want? You want me to say it? No, I. Did your guess? What? Can, yeah. I, can we guess? Yeah, we gotta guess. No, no, guess that's We gotta give our horrible guesses first. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's see. You it. let us know we're wrong. Who, who wants to go first? You go first. I'm gonna say this player. Who I believe I actually now think that I have the player. Let's see. Her. I don't know if this is his actual name. Is Benny Fowler a name? Is that, that a human that, being? That is a name. That is a name. That's a good and one. that is incorrect. <laughs> Am I even in the right time frame? Yes. Of you sorta are. Sorta. <laughs> sorta. I, uh, can I guess another one? No, no. Let. Let's <laughs> no. You, I want him to go for. I have a defensive no. player. That's the only name Wait, that's popping into my head going. right now. Played in the it's slot. Trey Wayne's. Trey Wayne's. Played no. in the slot. That's that, all I had. That's the only name that's popping I, in my can head. I just start really. He went to Vikings though, right? Yeah, yeah. He was drafted. See round. that's that's Aaron I think Burbridge. No. Uh, oh yeah, what's that? Aaron yeah, Burbridge. Was like very, yeah. I told you very recent. That was my yeah, guy. I was nah, like, yeah. he played like three years ago. I feel like. Think of guys who return punts. That's I'm like, trying. I'm trying. What do you think I'm number doing? Number eighty-two. Number eighty-two in the Kirk Cousins era. Think about that. Uh, I, I don't know. I help. He I, was a very. But I, I. Can you give me his initials? K M. Mmm. Oh. I know no this. I, you you think that I, what I'm saying that I don't know who like I don't know his name, yeah, yeah, but I know, yeah, I, I know him. I know him. I know him. I swear to I'm you, gonna I know say him. this and re, like Rabinowitz is gonna freak out because Julian obviously you didn't like grow up in like the Michigan area and like you you didn't really. I know. I, yes, I've at least that, it made sense. It made sense with Julian. Yeah, I I know this guy. Mm. You should know this. What does his last name rhyme with? Okay, but, is I'm it Masterson? A, no, Marks, Max, no. some. Moody, Matthews. Can I just say it? What does his last name rhyme with? Why? If, I'm just giving I you the answer. Get it. I want to get it. I want to get it. No, you're it. not. It, and I don't know how to like rhyme something with his last name without saying but, something stupid. But, so. I, but <laughs> no, you're not giving me the answer, Collins. Collins, Marks. If, if I if I was thinking of the word cat, right? And you're like, give me a word that rhymes with what the word you're thinking is. Of. Fine, I'll give you. And a, I go oh, and I go on. and I go hat. Then that doesn't mean that I just gave the answer away. It could be cat. It could be bat. It could be sat. That's all I'm asking. Okay, thank I don't you. Think that, okay, Doctor Seuss. That, I, don't, I don't think I can rhyme his last name. That's the thing. That's the problem. Just I'm afraid I'm gonna say something stupid. Don't worry I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> Fine, I'll rhyme his first name. Rashawn. <laughs> Keyshawn. Yes, that's his first name. Martin Maben. 
Martin. Mary. Keyshawn Martin. Keyshawn Martin. Okay, yep. I, that was not the guy that I was thinking of. The name does sound familiar. 5'11". When I think about it. Intermission from John Glenn High School. Keyshawn Martin. Keyshawn he was Martin. really, really good. Keyshawn Martin. Probably, what's it called? It was him, BJ Cunningham. It was Michigan State teams with Keith Nickel moving over the wide receiver. Some studs. That was like seventh grade fat Ryan, just like in the stands, <laughs> loving life. I said, God, I, I wish I was Tisha Martin, a quick little fella. <laughs> I feel like I, I, yeah. I just we need to I need to go like read a read a football history book. I, I for Michigan State football. That was embarrassing. Rabino, you should probably you probably shouldn't have known that one. How? He was an impact player on Michigan State. I get you're a Michigan fan, but you probably should know that. Keyshawn Martin. Come I don't on. know, dude. I don't know. Come on. Actually, kind of carved out a decent NFL career. Played like six years. Yeah. Interesting. I the more you know. gets his pension. Well, okay, it's Collins. Special. I'll tell you what. I we we do appreciate your service. Thanks for putting that together for us. Even though two of the three five clues or two of the it five would, clues it, were, I'm just uh, to say this. It, it was not a good showing by me. I'm not gonna lie. Not a good Collins, showing. Collins' clues were he played at Michigan State. Uh, he returns punts and uh, he played for Michigan State. He also I, returned punts. Yeah. He also got directed <laughs> by the Houston Texans. So I I mean, come on. That was good four clues slash like that was me good. No, I like this though. This this I gotta let, be, lets I us mean, learn. If I was a little bit more prepared, maybe I would come up with some better facts. Sorry, I it, uh, whatever. I'm yeah, sorry. You're gonna give, <laughs> give it us wear, something good, like I'll, he worked at a Taco Bell on campus. I'll that would have been some nice. Of that. Caesar's made. Caesar's made. Hashtag Caesar's made. Did you retire your uh, little Caesar's shirt and hat because it hanging no, in the rafters at your the apartment? Hats, yeah, that I should. That's actually a great idea. Retire my little Caesar's hat over my bed. Just. Wow, that'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, if you don't mind, Julian, let's uh can we do the Sparty Awards? It's about that time. We'll do the Sparty yeah. Awards. Let's do it. Let's we'll do, do, the we'll do it now. Am you I know? a part of this? Or? Uh no, but or, you can you can I'll chime in. I'll chime in. I'll chime in. You can chime in. You can chime in. You can chime in. You'll be uh, our honorable mentions guy. Okay, I got you. You get all the honorable mentions. Whichever whichever you want to throw I'm in. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say good point after every one of the ooh, good one, good okay. one. Make everything sound super interesting. For those of you who uh did not tune in last week, we we debuted the Sparty Awards. Uh, essentially, we will have a new topic each week that Julian and I will both give our top five uh, events, moments, things that remind us of this topic uh, and put them in, in. They'll get Sparty Awards in the mail. Maybe if we get those made. Probably not. But Hikaru, start working on that. Yeah, we start getting. We'll get. What like, am I working on? We'll get Sparty like, Awards. Like Dun- the Dundies, but like for the Sparty Awards. Hey, uh, okay, we'll host it. We'll do it at Harper's or something like that. Deal. I'm in. Uh, All right, sounds good. Our topic, right now. our topic this week, as in the spirit of students going back to classes, you know you're back to school when the Sparty Awards for the you know you're back to school when moments. Probably very confusing. Julian was very confused by this when I when we brought up the topic. Well, it was party awards or something like that beforehand and then it changed and then i was like what is happening we're going on the fly here but for the uh first sparty award that i will hand out for the you know you're back to school when uh 8 a.m panic attacks <sighs> the uh the first time especially the first time oh, when yeah. the alarm like you you hear a rumbling in the distance as you're like trying to stay asleep and you're like what's that and you roll over and go Oh my gosh! Why is why is my phone vibrating right now? And you go, it's eight o'clock in the morning, and there's an alarm going off because you have class in an hour. That's when you know you're back to school. That's like telltale sign. Like I'm having a panic attack, and you roll over, you check the phone, you hit the snooze, then your heart like sinks down in the bottom of your stomach because you're like, oh, I have to actually go to class at this school. That's what I'm here for. No, that's a I 100 percent agree. If you you're not really a, a college student if you don't think about hurling your phone out the window. Every time you wake up at 8 a.m. 
Yeah, I have like that's it's. I don't want to talk about it. It's a sensitive <laughs> subject. Anyway, go ahead. Drew. That's a fact. My first one uh, is is when you get that first parking ticket. Yep. Oh, it's good to be back. Yep. It's always good to be back when Pace has that uh, that parking ticket right on your windshield. You think you don't have it. You think you're in a nice hidden spot in the cast parking garage. You're hidden. You're um, in between the levels. They get you anyway. They get you anyway. It's oh, the worst feeling. The best is I love when people are like, yeah, I parked on the cast uh, parking lot all the way up so no one can see me. And then they're like, oh, yeah. got a ticket. Duct tape, <laughs> yeah. o- duct tape yeah. over the license plate. Yeah, yeah. Works every time. Uh, my next Sparty Award for the you know you're back to school when topic. Uh, not eating a meal until 4 p.m. I don't know if that's just me, but like when I have class, I, I just don't, I don't eat before class because I have like decently, I have a couple 8 a.m.s this semester, got some 10 20s. So I roll out of bed, I shower, I get ready, I go to class, and then I just like forget to eat. And then like I come home from class at four, I'm like, oh yeah, haven't eaten today. That's when you know you're back to school. Because if it's not, if, yeah. if, if classes aren't, I'm eating all day long. If it's classes aren't in session, you know what I mean. I got the. Uh, <laughs> although I've made some, made some, uh, you know, some some sweet potato chips. Now I've strayed Ooh. from like the Doritos, little kale chips. Yeah, you know, it's it's getting healthy. Not that I'm not healthy. I feel like people that don't know what I look like or who I am think I weigh like 700 pounds because of how I talk about myself. Maybe that's just insecurity issues. I have no idea. But not, you're quite a good looking young man. Thank you. I will say this. This is off topic. Sweet potato fries not good. I disagree with that. Am I, it, okay. Why do you have you on this Julian, show, Julian man? is absolutely in like disarray right after I said sweet potatoes. Like, I just don't like sweet potatoes. I just how don't I feel right now is how you felt when I said I like the movie Happy Feet. Well, Happy Feet's a trash movie, and that's a trash thing to say. Sweet potato <laughs> fries, I will say, like I've as I've gotten older, I've realized like, I've become very self-aware that I need to start eating more fruits and vegetables just to like preserve the longevity of my life. And sweet potato fries are one of those things where like, I always hate them. I'm like, why would I eat sweet potato fries when I can eat regular fries? I actually like sweet potato chips too. Sometimes they'll make the okay, whatever, dude. I, yeah, I don't know if I do. You can leave. Form. We They're didn't ask you good. to be on this segment. If you're going to be negative, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll stay quiet. I'll stay Julian, quiet. go ahead. Yeah, my next one is one as myself being an RA. You knock on that first door. To start the year, you hear the kids in the room go, oh, it's the RA. And then you hear all the bottles clinking like they're trying to hide yeah. it. And you're like, this door is like not thick at all. I can hear everything you're doing. Yeah. You That's that, when you know. That SpongeBob song when they're like, when they're, what's the one where they're like, whenever the police roll up in SpongeBob, I can picture them. They're like, they open the door and they're like looking and like, oh, like Jay Mitch is here. Dude, I'm telling you, a recurring segment should be on the show. The RA tales with Julian Mitchell. There, there would be some gr- unbelievable stories. You do probably... we have enough content for that? Do you get enough content? Oh, I got, for... I got some. He's got some. Stories. The thing about it, though, you probably couldn't say half the stuff on I, the Yeah, air. I yeah. can't say some stuff. I can't say. Well, it's we're under FERPA. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say this. I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna release what what dorm I lived in freshman year, and I'm Why? not gonna release the who person's cares? name. Oh. I don't know, but I don't <laughs> know. Cares? We still don't know who did it. Uh, this might be. I don't know if RAs have to handle this kind of stuff. Uh, someone. Uh, it, it dropped a uh, dookie in the stairwell at our dorm. <laughs> oh, that like happened a, this a year. A human poop. Yeah, that happened this year. A human poop. Classic. Someone pooped why, in an why? elevator lobby. Why? Like, why? That's what I don't know, bro. I, I don't not, understand kids at all. Enough for the poop. But why? yeah, so an RA knocks on the door, or you hear the RA on duty in the hallways. Yeah. That's, that's when you know. And as a resident, like... I gotta play that music. Yeah, they should. That's, that could be our intro to the RA segment. My next Sparty Award for your Know You're Back to School When, uh, you become the most productive human being in the world between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. 
usually like homeworks are due at like 11.59. At least like for my homeworks are all due oh, then. Yeah. So it's like I'm big like procrastinator guy, but I work well under pressure. Like if anything, like I can't study like days out for exams because I love putting myself in the high anxiety state of like realizing, wow, I have an exam tomorrow. That's You're just a pressure player. Exactly. Clutch gene. So yeah, being being productive between the hours of like 11 p.m. and midnight to get that homework in, um, that's that that's so you know you're back to school. 100. percent yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. My next one is when you pay for that first textbook and it's half your bank account. Oh, that yeah, that's, that's when you odd. know. How did I not have that one in there? What do you know? How much you spend on textbooks this year so far? No one talked about this it. year. Being journalism is kind of lucky because I don't yeah. have to spend too much on textbooks. Yeah, I have. I'm in a personal finance course because I needed up. electives and. Uh, we have to pay for top hat, which oh, is like dude. sixty bucks yeah. or something crazy like that. I have to buy. I am in college sports history with shout out the professor Juan Pescador. Wow, he's dude. the man. Juan. But eight thirty, eight thirty. That's but, a tough wake up for that class. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you guys know. Oh my goodness. Allow, allow me to say this too on that topic of like the top hat thing. I should not have to pay money to participate in your class. Yes, 100%. that's so stupid. Like I don't mind. Like sure, like, I'll buy the eye clicker one time to like cl- like click in for my attendance. If you're gonna make me buy platforms so that I then have the ability to participate in your class, that's ridiculous. No, the thing about it though, it's not universal either. The pro- it's yeah. like it goes class to class, and yeah. you don't. And you're like, I don't want to buy like a four year like subscription, exactly. even though it's cheaper. Yeah. But just like, what if I'm not using it one semester? Yeah. By the way. Great class, personal finance. It, not a so lot far, of work. so good. Not a lot of work. Good, good well, class. Well, good, good for you for taking a class that like actually will benefit. No, you it does. It actually like, helps it's, you. It's, like, not taking like parasailing or That's something. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's gonna be good. I do kind of hate that it's like definitely a lot of freshmen in the class, so I feel like an old man just sitting there. But you know, we we get through it. Uh, my next one is similar to my last one. Uh, being up until like two a.m. every night for no reason, other than like you have to do homework. It's like yeah. a big, like, back yeah, I to feel like that's more of a freshman year thing, though. You think so? I don't I, know. I, I don't stay know. up to 2 a.m. for no reason. Yeah, but, like, I, I think that's, like, living in the dorms. Just there's this door slamming at, like, four, <laughs> four, in, the mor- <laughs> four in the morning at, like, a Monday. I'm like, what are you doing out that late? It's Monday. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah, I hear you. So what time do you go to sleep normally? What's the what's the Collins bedtime? I, I, tr- I try and get to bed around midnight and then watch an episode of, like, Succession or something and then fall asleep during that. <laughs> but, yeah. Sound like an old man there, but <laughs> try and watch an episode of Succession. Yeah, know. I know. Try and get buff up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jules. Oh, my next one is you eat cat food and your entire body just hates it. Wow, dude. I, I have a theory. Cat food is the most empty calories thing ever. You can eat as much cat food as you want and you want you'll still be hungry. The, uh, Especially for off campus swipes. Every yeah. time I get there, I'm like, wow, I gotta make this count. The other day I was at between I was between classes. I was over on the south by South neighborhood. Never over there. Never in South neighborhood. I had two classes at the Smith Center or whatever. And I went to Case at like eleven forty. And then my next time at three o'clock. Like I, I got all my food. I sat down and I ate, and I just like every hour I would just go grab yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, because you're right. Like you, I have like a finite amount of swipes left as being an off-campus guy. So you got to make the most of it. I will say this: when I I go to Case and I'm like, oh, lunch pizza. There, I just like casually eat seven pieces of pizza. I'm like, that's not healthy. Yeah, for but me. it's, it's like, not. It, good. Dude, you, you, <laughs> yeah. to, you, you just you just chalk it. You, I you use calf days as an off-campus calf guy. Is like this is what this is only thing I'm eating today. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna crush food for two yeah. hours and I'm not eating the rest of the day. I will say this: people who don't like the calf stink, though. I love the calf. But there have been times. I don't where, know. Like, I I, Julian, Julian, I will say this: though. you've definitely been to the calf 
like a thousand more times. It than depends. I have. There are some calves that hit, and there are a lot of calves that Wait, miss. Are you which, still in acres? Yeah, I'm still in acres. That's probably why. That's probably why that I calf don't like does, the calf. That does Stinks. not hit. Sometimes, not good. sometimes acres calves are okay. Right. I lived in. It's the same okay. stuff though. I'll release, like, like I'll, release, I'll release my dorm. I lived in East Holmes. Uh, think about that calf. How do you think that felt going? To eat I didn't even there have a day? calf. That's fair. I'm sorry. What What were they thinking of Wonders? The year I get there, they get rid of the calf. Come on. It was awful. That's I lived in Wonders my freshman year. Did they have a calf? Nope. Had to go to Case. I know, right? It was awful. And that's, when it was told too. Oh, I, I sometimes awful. I didn't go. Atrocious. Is this my last one now? Yeah, this is. We're on the last ones. You know you're back to school when it's icebreaker <laughs> season, baby. What's your name? Where oh. are you from? What's your major? That's not even Michigan State. That's just everywhere. That's, I, I feel I bad because I saying, do yeah. the icebreakers. Like you I, got, you I have to hate, though, don't you? But I hate icebreakers. What's your What's your go to icebreaker? So what I did this year is I I just said forget the name. So we went around in a circle and I was like, everybody say your name and your major, and then we'll do that. But then I did a rock paper scissors tournament. Oh, I so you know everyone, it. you keep playing rock paper scissors, and then whoever loses has to become the cheerleader for the yeah. other person. Because oh. that just gets everybody yelling, and yeah. then I'm a pretty hype guy, so I start pushing on people. Yeah, get them hype. Yeah, what's the are you are you one of those RAs who has a ton of meetings, or are you a guy who has like I have to have a mandatory meeting once a month, and then I have to try and get like I my RA could not get people to the meetings, and oh, they you would can get never <laughs> they could not get anyone there. You can never get anyone to show up for anything. We have to have so during like the first six weeks because it's like important when kids are transitioning yeah, to yeah. school. We have to have like floor dinners and, and yeah. meetings and stuff like that. I'll just be eating dinner alone. That, I don't, Some kids don't show so up. Just like no, this no. is awful. That's so sad, and I feel bad for you, but I did the same thing. I didn't show oh, 100%. up. Oh, 100%. I yeah, did yeah. the same thing my freshman year. Yeah. I wasn't it's, there. Yeah. yeah. That's Julian, sucks. you got one more to wrap up. I do have awards. one more. Last one. We're going to end on a good note. You know you're back to school when MSU scores the first touchdown of the year and the entire stadium cheers. That's good. I just got chills. That's like <laughs> a <laughs> Collins is squirming in his chair. That was that was that was awesome. That was good. I didn't even see like I I should have done something like deeper than that. I think that for, was good with Michigan State football associated with that. I think when you walk, oh, I was telling Rabinowitz this on the way here. When you walk over the red cedar on red cedar on the bridge and you see the big mm, Spartan yeah, scoreboard, yeah. you're like, ooh, especially you're so that's, hyped. that's like yeah. when like I'm the nights too. Like I'm at the library, which is not not, not many nights, but the nights that I do <laughs> go to the library and like you walk across that bridge at night when it's lit up. That's, 100%, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, it's it's something special. There's about a, there's that. a handful. There's and I'm sure, again. I always say this. I'm sure that at everyone's school, like the, you know, they everyone most people fall in love with their school, whatever. It's something different about this place, I think. But walking over the bridge and seeing the lit up scoreboard, like when you're all alone it at like midnight, it's like it's like a ve- it it's a very you. like surreal like. I don't know. I can't even describe it. Like, We're gonna get Michigan this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 you walk. You walk over there. You pick your head up and you look at the sign. And you go. This is the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going all the way. Yeah. This is 14 it. Fourteen and zero. Just because of the infrastructure of the stadium, yes. that sells you on it. It's like Alabama is getting blown out this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom! Wow, that was crazy. That was all a right. loud drop. Oh my god. Hakaro was mad at me. We have to go to break. Uh, oh, if you want to, if you want to chime in here, five one seven four three two three eight nine three is the phone number. Text us at five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. You can tweet us as well. That's what the kids do these days at WDBM Sports. Hashtag GW Report on the other side of this break. MSU football is back with Alex McRae. Uh, Trent Bailey will join us, and Collins might stick around too unless he's got something else going on. We'll talk some NFL football, Lions football, and the return of the picks. This is the Green and White Report.
I'm Austin Winslow, and this is your Impact Pro Sports Update. The diva of the NFL ended his soap opera stunt Saturday morning. Antonio Brown was released by the Oakland Raiders and by the end of the day was signed to the New England Patriots on a one-year $15 million deal with $10 million guaranteed. The Detroit Lions kick off their regular season today against rookie Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The Lions come in as three-point favorites against the Cardinals and hope to bounce back after a 6-10 season. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Thank you again, Austin Winslow, for the update. Uh, about a half hour left here. We're hanging on. Uh, if you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the phone number. Text us at 517-884-8989 or tweet us at WDBM Sports hashtag GW Report. Michigan State football, they're playing Arizona State next week at home again. Three home games in a row is crazy. I, I need a break. That's yeah. You gotta you gotta get ready. You gotta rally. Yeah, I know. Four p.m. kick. So a little earlier. What time? What time we starting? What time we starting up? I'm gonna be there. Oh, by the way, my I didn't say this when we were talking about uh, my Saturday. My neighbors yesterday, love them. Very good people. Started tailgating at 10 a.m. Stopped at 3 a.m. Couldn't believe it. I didn't. Even, I was like, like what the? Like, like I don't know. How do people do that stuff? Who knows? Uh, all right, Alex McCray is here for Michigan State football. How's it going? So good. How are you? Pretty good myself. Okay, so I want to get your thoughts first because we are, we asked we asked Nathan Stearns. Julie and I talked about it. Jerseys. You saw him on the field. What'd you think? They were. I didn't like the white socks combo. I feel like it would have been a little bit better the, if they the, threw some black socks in there with the darker shoes. I don't know. Just not a fan of the white socks. The, out, of all, was, out of all things, out of all things, your gripe was the white socks. The white socks. That was it for you. Nothing else. And I just like how he teed it up I by like that, looking at yeah. all of us and then going, the white socks. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was such it, just an off-putting look. I mean, the the neon jerseys, they're the jerseys themselves are not the worst things in the world, in my opinion. It's just the jerseys with the neon orange pants and then the white socks just. Too many different bright colors. It yeah. just doesn't work. I told you, I thought I was hallucinating when I was watching the game. I I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Um, so real quickly, uh, your thoughts on the game against Western Michigan last night. I was shocked. I was lost for words at the <laughs> offense. Like <laughs> In I, a good way, though, right? Yeah, In a good way. 100%. You could not have convinced me earlier on Saturday that Michigan State would score 51 points. Yep. I wouldn't have believed you. The last time they had a, a performance that dominating was senior night against Penn State in 2015 when Jack Allen ran for a touchdown. <laughs> I, 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 the offensive line was great. Elijah Collins, where has he been? He's amazing. Ant Williams came in there at the end of the game. He had some really good carries. He had five car- six carries for 35 yards, and neither of them even scored a touchdown. Yet, yeah. Ladarius Jefferson, he seems to be the uh, the goal line guy now, but... I was just blown away by the offensive performance. The defensive performance, you saw that the secondary is a little susceptible to the short, quick passing game. Yep. Kind of uh, made Wasink look like Tom Brady out there in the first quarter. <laughs> but, hey, there's really not too much you can complain about about that game. It was perfect execution really on every facet of the game. Now we'll move to Arizona State. As I said, uh, they play next Saturday here at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Four o'clock kick. Uh Arizona State coming in 2-0 off a 19-7, 19-7 win over Sacramento State. 
apparently has a football team. I didn't even know that was a college, but Sacramento State, big win there. Uh, 16 Disrespect. to 13. I, I don't, sorry, I, Just, I gotta stop doing that stuff. I'm sure there's people out there. Some alum they probably love listening. their football team. Uh, Michigan State losing 16 to 13 last year to Arizona State in Tempe. Still waiting for my uh, reimbursement check for that plane ticket. Uh, so whenever the Michigan State football team can get that out to me, I'd appreciate it. Could we see a potential upset again? Yes. I, I mean, I hate that. Why'd you have to say that? Just, just because, I can't do it again. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I want to see this Michigan State team continue to prove it. Like, I can't really sit here and say, yes, they are a definitive top 25 team. I can say it without any doubt in my mind until they, they just have to continue to prove it. They have to keep doing what they're doing. They have to replicate the performance they had last night, and they need to do it against better competition. Simple as that. So then here's the question I want to ask you. Do you think they can replicate it, or was this a one-off performance? I think the offense showed some stuff to, uh, yesterday that they can replicate. I think the, the opening up the field for allowing Brian Lewerke to pass is definitely a positive because you saw Daryl Stewart. I mean, that was a career night. That was one of the best performances I saw all of yesterday. I watched a lot of football yesterday, and I think that, yes, yes, the passing game could be a real threat. I'll hold out my opinion on the rushing game just yet because Western's defensive line is not that great. Uh, last year, I believe their defense was 69th in total defense, so not great, but also not horrible. Mm -hmm. I'd just like to see it against a Power 5 team. And Arizona State is that team, and it's also a real test for the defense, too, as Enzo Benjamin is a first-team All-American running back. Seeing what Michigan State can do against that is going to be huge. They play the two first-team running backs this year. They play Jonathan Taylor and Benjamin. And they played the first-team All-Mac running back last night, Lombante Bellamy, and he had a very pedestrian night. So I think the defense is legit. I think even the backups on defense looked pretty legit, at least in the run defense. And it'll be yet to be determined for the offense, in my opinion. And so going into uh, the game against Arizona State, is there anything about Arizona State that should scare the Spartans? Or is there anything that you're looking for that you're saying this could be a problem? Benjamin, simple as that, the running back. I mean, he's you don't become a first-team All-American by not being good. He's going to be a legitimate threat. And he will be a, a real test for this Michigan State run defense. So if there's if there's a threat for Arizona State to win this game, it is Benjamin. I want to key in on Brian Lewerke here because I might be the world's biggest Lewerke apologist. You are. Oh, I I, I wear it with pride. I'm a Stafford apologist, and I'm gonna. It's I, I'm nice to like try to put your fist down. It's, ni it's nice to like finally like get it out there and just like say it, and get it off my chest. I'm glad I you am. feel comfortable in this I space to do something like that. Thank you. I, you've created this for me. I'm glad. I'm glad. This is what I do as an RA. I'm exactly. glad you you find comfort in this space to <laughs> share your feelings. Exactly. Um, Lewerke looked a lot more comfortable and confident to me. Uh, I'm sure there's still reservations out there. Uh, what do you need to see this week from him that would maybe move the needle closer to proving to you that he's legit and can actually lead this team to some success this year? I'd like to see him complete over 60% of his passes, and I'd like to see him throw for 200, 250 plus yards. I think if he can get protection and make smart decisions, I remember he only made one poor decision last night where against Tulsa he was forcing balls into spots that yeah. should have been intercepted but weren't. Last night he made one bad throw, got picked, and I just need to see him really continue that, where he just minimizes mistakes, completes passes, and doesn't turn the ball over. 
I mean, that's what you want to say for every quarterback, essentially, but uh, it's true here as well. And I want to ask, because we didn't, we didn't get to touch on it in our individual uh, talks about the game, but this did tie D'Antonio for the all-time wins at 109 with Duffy Daughtry. And I want to ask you, it's probably a simple question, uh, but something I think that we should ask in light of the record that was been tied. Uh, one, is D'Antonio going to end up being the greatest football coach in Spartan history and one of the best coaches at MSU? And also, when will there be a building named after him? Well, you know, I would like to say that, yes, he will be. But you look at the current record, since I've been here, he's hovering around 500 in his, in his win-loss percentage. So, But when you take a team to the college football playoff, when you win a Rose Bowl, when you win multiple Big Ten championships, you win a Cotton Bowl, you can't look at that and say he hasn't accomplished a lot. He, in my lifetime, probably will be the best Michigan State head coach of all time. That's not to say that Duffy Doherty and Biggie Mon aren't phenomenal football coaches. I mean, they coached here for around the same amount of time, I think, but... I, I think D'Antonio will have will have a building named after him probably within five years of him retiring. I know there's like weird. I, I don't. Know, has anyone else heard that like this is his last year? Someone I I think it was a very uninformed human being that was like, yeah, I heard he's done after this year. I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. I hope not. I'm start crying if it is. But <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he is getting older. He's had yeah. documented health issues yeah. in the past with the heart attack. So if he feels as if he isn't physically able to coach. I feel like he he will quit. But until that point, I think he's just going to keep on chugging. Fair enough. Uh, I, I believe the record should be and hopefully will be broken this Saturday. I'll put you on the spot, which I love to do. Do you have a score prediction for me for next weekend? Boy, um, I love it. I love the I love seeing the anguish in people's just, faces. They're like, why did you do this? To it, me? It's so hard because you don't know what the offense is going to be able to do. Because yeah. they showed you they can be anemic, and they showed you they can be prolific. Right. It, it's, I'll, you know, I'll cut it in the middle. I, I say <laughs> they score uh, 34 points, and they hold Arizona State to, let's say, 17. 34-17. Like God, mine was really close to that, too. Go ahead, Julian. Really? I was going to go, like, around 24-17. 24-17. I also have Arizona State scoring 17 points. Uh, I have thirty-five seventeen win. I went. I think. I. I think I said thirty-five ten last week. So we'll just keep rolling with it. So far, I've looked decent. Well, the thing is, Mark D'Antonio loves throwing Matt Coglin out there. He's trying to get him the Lou Groza Award. I swear, that's what's trying. That's what he does. <laughs> so I, he's going to kick at least two field goals. That's fair. I, I was trying to do the math in my head of like, oh, if I subtract a point here. I could add a field goal here, but whatever. 35 is close, good enough for me. I will say, too, I, I watching the game last night, I really realized that having Matt Coggle as your kicker is like a, one of the greatest things like this, this program could ask for. I said it on SRZ last week where if you can have a college kicker who is almost money every single time within 45 yards, you cannot ask for anything better than that in college. Yeah. Like, you cannot go out there and say, oh, well, I want a Roberto Aguayo from Florida State. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Matt Coglin is one of the best kickers Michigan State's had as a college kicker for sure. And Jake Hartbarger is a phenomenal punter. Exactly. You cannot discount his impact as well. He only had one punt last night, which shows how good the offense was. But at the same time, just a phenomenal weapon to have to be able to flip field position like that. Michigan State, Arizona State next Saturday, 4 p.m. at Spartan Stadium. Alex McCray, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. All right. Uh, apparently the NFL season is here. Woo! 
You excited, yeet, Julian? Yeet. Let's go. My uh, fantasy team's about to win it all. Ryan Collins is back. Hi, Ryan. You, you all right? I think it is. Is my mic on? My mic's on? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, guys. I don't have headphones. This is weird. <laughs> Trent Valley. How are you, Trent? Excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad Great. to see your face today. Um, okay. So, the NFL season is upon us. We will get to the picks later on in the segment. We will definitely talk some Lions, too, in this last half hour. Um, should I throw the number again? I feel like I'm saying it. Throw the today. number. Throw, throw it, it out. Throw it out. Let them right. know. Five one seven. Bang our line. Five one seven four three two three eight nine three. If you want to call five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. If you would like to text, also tweet us at WDBM Sports hashtag GW Report as we talk NFL football here. Big storylines, I guess, to start. I had this like very grandiose thing of like let's go division by division and pick winners and and do all the awards for you know MVP and stuff, whatever. Uh, here's the biggest thing I want to talk about right now. AB, I want to get the thoughts out there, Antonio Brown. I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece together in fire my head. Chips. Yeah, fire up chip, sure. I'm trying to piece together <laughs> in my, in my head of like the timeline of how things go. Someone tweeted this like blueprint of it yesterday, but whatever. He, the whole falling out with the Patriots, he has to be traded. They trade him to the Raiders, and then there's the thing with like he comes to camp with the, with the frostbite. And then there was the helmet thing, and then he was like, "Sorry about like," and then like him and Mayock got into it. I don't know, but latest news: he gets released by the Raiders, uh, and he's now a Patriot. So I don't know who wants to kick it off, but thoughts on that whole saga? It was always the Patriots. It's my conspiracy. You're a, con- yeah, you're a conspiracy yeah. theorist. This, this is a hundred percent. This was, I think, I saw the tweets yesterday, but they were all like, he talked to Jimmy Butler. And worked on I, this was crafty. <laughs> Jimmy, how you do this? How do you do this it? This was crap. Like yeah. I can't see any other way because it makes no sense. Well, the Patriots wanted him originally when he was like first on the trade market, but you know Bill Belichick's a shrewd operator. You know, won't give up too much. Won't yeah. give up his which draft is picks. which looks so great for the Patriots to like essentially not get him for free because you have to pay him, but like the Raiders gave gave, gave it away yeah. to like get Antonio Brown, and they and they're not coming back. The Patriots are probably loving it right now. I mean the Steelers, I should say. Oh, they love it. It's too bad that that uh, AB can't play against the Steelers tomorrow or today. Oh, help today. Him out, though. He's gonna be able to help them. I bet he's oh, sure in, he he's talking to Belichick about that offensive team. Uh, this literally gives Tom Brady a better weapon than a former lacrosse star. Like don't he actually be, hey, had... don't talk on Chris Hogan, man. Don't <laughs> like, talk on hey. This is start. a this is a legit weapon that you just gave this forty year old man who somehow still knows how to throw a football. You you gave him a great receiver. McCray, is McCray's mic on? Please be on. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes, still here. let's go. Don't forget, they still have Demarius Thomas, too. That guy's They like have Josh Gordon, they have Julian Edelman, they have Antonio Brown and Demarius Thomas. And between the four they of them, they'll probably Demarius play him three games together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, I, and, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm just, I really don't think AB is going to work out in New England. Well, from a, he's from there a for football a standpoint, it will. A, he's there for a year, so he'll, I. Can I ask you a question? Who Who's the only coach in the NFL with a bigger ego than John Gruden? Well, don't Matt be Patricia. talking on Gruden. I love Gruden. Don't be talking Bill Bel- on Gruden. No, he's got an ego. I'm, he's I'm, awesome. I'm talking. I love, I love Gruden. Bill you Belichick. Like you think Bill Belichick's going to put up with any of this stuff? I'm no. serious. Also, no. do you think Derek Carr was confronted, was was vocal with AB? You think Tom no. Brady's going to take any of that? No. no. I don't think it's going to work. I, I'm not I'm not saying he won't last the season. I just don't think they're going to get and away. I, I know see you're that, saying but no. We literally saw AB sit out week 17 last year when it's your season's on the line. 
You yeah. got? Do we exactly. are we yeah. are we forgetting this? Like the and and now he's in New England, which is one of these great systems, and, and they have what six rings now? It's it's unbelievable. But you throw in like a combustible God, player like An- Antonio Brown, it's just like I, I don't see it working. But How you look at it like Patriots? they literally just it's a rental. Like it doesn't matter whether he but actually like, plays or not because they don't care. Like, like they just picked him up for nothing. It's like the Lakers adding Dwight Howard though. They picked him up for nothing. He's just combustible. <laughs> He's yeah, just, but that's he's necessary. Go to that locker room and blow it up. No, but he's I, I, like, just... they need they need another. Like, you could play A yeah. B or not. The Patriots still have a chance of contending. You well, just add A B. That's just like an. Ex- it's like true. it's kind of like it's. I look at it cake. a little bit without like the talent level, but like the Warriors. Like you plug yeah. and you plug and play a player in there. The system's still gonna work as long as you yeah. have the key cog, which is Belichick and Brady. All you need are plug and play players. So if A B doesn't play. They just keep going with what they have. If he does, then yeah. they got AB. I just see AB ruffling a lot of feathers. That's yeah. just my opinion. No, I, I, from see, a, from yeah, I agree. I see it. Yeah. From a football standpoint, I think it's a match made in heaven. Don't forget, don't forget that Gronk will come back week 10 out of retirement and they'll go win the Super Bowl. Dude, I will say this. <laughs> There was no more annoying news than this a this whole AB saga. I was like, I don't care. I know. Like, just no one get. Why do people, like, I get there on hard knots. Why do people, like, uh, yeah, hard, I, hard knocks left one week too early. They oh, people kept on saying that too. I was like, I, everyone, shut up! I'm done with this story. I was so <laughs> done with it. I couldn't say it was like a different news every like three like hours. It's like AB's playing, AB's not playing, AB's playing. Gruden's out his yeah. back. Just kidding. He hates Gruden. Like I was like, what? Yeah, he tried I, to punch Maya. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, does he? I don't know what the whole thing about him and Gruden. I thought he actually like, got along with yeah. Gruden decently. Yeah, the Gruden whole, the whole posting the phone call thing was like, Dude, that really was, weird. That really was well. Made a video. Very well that made was video. really weird, yeah. I didn't get the Great. point. Of, what was the point? I don't understand what he was trying I'll tell to say. You, I'll tell you. Uh, so there was a little report that came out today, and apparently he talked with social media experts. Didn't know that was a thing. That's a thing. He spoke with social media es- experts to ask how he can get his message across effectively to get that. released. Yeah. yeah. So... What what so I mean, they made they, a, an unbelievable black and white video. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> he and again, like I was like, where did you get all this footage of you like smiling and laughing in Raiders uniform in your yeah, backyard? <laughs> did your, did your well, son he's take got a, somebody's like filming. I think it's like Stick Talk Productions is the name okay. of it. There's a guy who I think who's like he. I think he's paying to like film him. Oh okay, Dude, well that, I, that's great. I will say though, like the one thing, I, this is a slippery slope because I don't want to comment on this man's character. Uh, he he appeared to be in Harox like a good father. I think he was a pretty solid teammate. Like he, you know, all the BS aside, like he, you know, he got along with the most of the players. I just think at the end of the day, on a human being level, I don't care who you are or how much money you make. One, you are not bigger than the team. That's what I love that they did with him was about by originally suspending him. That was like, dude, if you're gonna act this way, you're not gonna play. But then it was like, oh, Gruden said he's playing week one, and they took away all his guaranteed money. Which, if you wanted any chance of hanging on to him, that was the the, the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like. Suspend him for a game, sure. But again, AB, like any other player takes that as like, I got to get myself. Most players take it as like, I got to get myself in check. AB's like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't get to do what yeah. I want. I'm out. Which is like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, see you later. He wants a world where he doesn't get told what to do. And the fact of the matter is, dude, you play in the NFL. You're still a professional. You're not, ab- like you said, you're not above the team. You have a coach, you have a general manager, and you have an owner, and you have teammates who you should probably try to get along with Yeah, if you want to have success. But uh, this was Julian's uh, whole conspiracy theory. If he's with the Patriots of all, like, always. I, th- all I really think it, like it doesn't make sense to me how if this was what he wanted to do, if him and Derek Carr felt like they were going to be great teammates together, to go here 
and then not, they don't even play a game. And he's like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, I don't know if that was the whole start of it. And he's like, I want to get to the Patriots this way. But I definitely think somewhere along the way, the thought came in his mind. Bill Belichick maybe even called him and said, hey, we want you. And he's like, all right, I'll find a way out. So in order to help Julian's conspiracy here, here, so <laughs> yeah, back me up. Antonio Brown, 16 hours ago on Instagram, posted this elaborate like drawing slash painting of him. He posted it as a photo on Instagram four hours after he got signed by the Patriots. I'm not an art guy, but I can't imagine somebody drew this in four hours. <laughs> yeah, he's had that sitting there since he got drafted. Sitting there, probably. yeah. Yo, conspiracy Julian is is real. I I this is this is it's, it's crazy to me. Julian and I think Walsh? of it, I think of it a lot like the NBA. Like the NBA, there's definite tampering, and I feel like the same goes in the NFL. Like there's got players are talking, coaches are talking. Like there, someone. Whether it actually happened along the way, somebody may have gave him the phone call like, hey, the Patriots really want you. And he's like, oh, let me go there instead of stay here in Oakland. Well, wouldn't that be another another notch in the Patriots saga of, you know, doing things a little shady under the table? Yeah. Spygate. Classic. Antonio Brown Gate. God, I hate the Patriots. They (laughs) suck. Classic They're so good. Uh, Why don't we roll into some Lions talk here, if you guys don't mind. We do some Lions, Julian? Wouldn't mind at all. Like his face, eh, yeah, he's like, I don't eh, know. I right. guess you can. You want, to, you want to talk about some Rams? Oh, 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 oh come oh, on. That was a <laughs> Colin. That was the meanest. Wait, wait, wait. Chargers. We'll talk about the Chargers. Wow, at least I'm never mind. I'm not even gonna be mean. I'm not gonna be mean. We are bigger than that. Yeah, we're gonna be the Sorry. bigger man there, Julian. Uh, quick Lions, Great they kick off turn. today at 4 25 p.m. against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray and co. Uh, don't really know how I want to approach this. Uh, Trent and Collins, obviously, Motown rundown guys. What are we thinking, guys? McRae, you're a Lions guy. Yeah, I think if the Lions don't win this game, it doesn't really matter what the score is. If the Lions don't win this game, it it is the worst loss that Matt Patricia's had. I think it's worse than the Jets lost last year because at least the Jets team, well, as bad as it was, at least they were healthy. Yeah. The Cardinals don't have anybody in their secondary last year except for one guy. I forget his name, but one guy last year played a snap in their defensive backfield for the Cardinals. One. Patrick Peterson's gone. Robert Alford, who they signed in the in free agency, he broke his tibia. He's out for a month and a half. What a cool thing, tibia. I like that word. It's a bone. And then, I know, but cool. <laughs> tibia. Like, who, whoever named that bone. Name cool your bone. daughter tibia. And cool then bone. Tibia. Marcus Gilbert, their starting right tackle, is out for the game as well. So that should... And that's already the worst all line in football. I don't care what anybody Yeah, they says. stink. And, and yeah. I'm taller than Kyler Murray. <laughs> can I can I talk about the height for a second? Because sure. for me, the height's a big deal. And we yeah, talk about yeah, this Trent, about, No, no, I love, seriously. I know. I just love how when we were doing the Motown rundown last week. Trent's like as big as he is. Like when the art is like he's he's listing off the heights. Are you going to do the same? I'm going to do it. Gonna, yeah, can, okay. I, can I go? Let, let him go. do it. Let him do it. So, yeah, go. Kyler Murray's five ten. He listed at five ten. He's not five ten. He's yeah. listed there. Five. Okay. And let me just run through the Detroit Lions defensive line <laughs> real quick. This is seven players. Okay. Trey Flowers is six two. Snacks Harrison, 6'3", Romeo Quara, 6'5", Sean Robinson, 6'4", Deshaun Hand, 6'4", Austin Bryant, 6'6", Mike Daniels is the shortest member of this defensive line at 6' foot even. Other than that, no one else shorter than 6'2". Kyler Murray will not be able to see over the line. That's so disrespectful. Trent's got the palm to tip of middle finger length of each person when they're putting their hands up with I, the ball. I can probably find it. It's probably on their... Draft combine statistics. I will say Deshaun Hand and Austin Bryant are both not playing tonight. They're I, both out. I don't care. Mike Daniels will have three <laughs> sacks. Go Yo, for it. Let my man Kyler live. Let a let a short man are throw you a Kyler football. Guy? 
No, but I'm I'm not with this short man <laughs> hate right short now. Guy, guy. Just because he's short, my man's about to let it loose. Listen, I'm not I'm not tall either. I'm a short guy too. But I'm just saying, you can't even short see over the line. <laughs> short guy gang. Just, I, listen, in, in all level. seriousness, he's going from the best offensive line in the country at Oklahoma to the worst offensive line against professionals against Snacks Harrison and Romeo Okwara and Ashawn Robinson. I just don't see. I and, and again. People, especially in this day and age, when you can just look at one highlight on Twitter and be like, oh, Kyler had a good game. No, he's not going to have a good game. He's going to make a couple plays where people are going to say, okay, well, this, of course, he won a Heisman, guys. He's going to have flashes where he knows how to play football, obviously. Uh, I just don't see him being able to lead this Cardinals team to a win against this Lions defense. There is going to be a little, like, I mean, learning curve because you go against Big 12 defenses and now you're coming to NFL where he's got gaps like the size of trucks. So I I do believe that there will be a learning curve. But I mean, he's made some plays today, but the Lions should win. The Lions should win by three touchdowns. They really should. They're the better team on paper. They're healthier. And Stafford has got to show out. I hope he (laughs) does. They should win by three. I don't know why they're only favored by three points. What the Lions should do and what the Lions will do are two totally different things. It's just like we are well aware of that. The trifecta of this being, I always look at like how good my weekends are based on how my sports teams do. So the 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 trifecta would have been like Michigan losing the Army. (sighs) We were right there too. (laughs) And that's like, I know that's like very big, like little brother of us to like want Michigan to lose. Guess what? I want Michigan to lose everything in every sport every time. I'm like, sorry. I got in a little mini Twitter war. You did? Yeah. Uh Should I recap it? So this is all I said. This is all I said. Okay. I go, I'll go find the tweet. I I, I don't want to, I don't want to, mince words here because it's very important i'm not going to say the person's name who responded to me but whoever he or she he or she he or she that is a u of m student i'm going to just shout it out i got to find this tweet just saying again i go michigan celebrating beating army by three points in double overtime at home like they just won a national championship is perhaps the most michigan thing of all time 25 likes people Uh, liking it it was satisfying my one buddy David goes respect the troops. Okay, <laughs> then this then this person goes Michigan State fans tweeting about Michigan winning is perhaps the most Michigan State thing of all time. Yeah, it is. And then I go, that's just what we do to pass time between winning Big Ten championships, the Rose Bowl, and going to the CFP. I'm sure you understand the feeling. No, but I, I love like, that's actually great. I will. Yeah, so that I, was a I great response. You. So I had to say, <laughs> this is off topic, but I will say. That oh wait, that I that best okay. part. That's best okay. part. She goes, she goes at least. <laughs> okay. She goes at least I. Or I'm sorry, he or she. <laughs> he or she goes at least I can read, and then I responded, "You're gonna have to call me over the phone and tell me what this tweet said." <laughs> that's a good response. No, but I love when people are like, "Oh, all Mission State fans care about Mission." Yeah, we care about our rivals. Sorry. Sorry I want you to lose. Yeah. Sorry I hate you. Like, it's, 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 I, I, this, it's, it's like telling me that a Michigan fan wouldn't be all, wouldn't be happy Ohio State would lose yeah, to, like, like that, Cincinnati that's a or something yeah. like ever, that. I will never understand that. Like, people are like, but I do get there's a segment of the fan base who, like, say Michigan, say, like, struggled yesterday. They would be, like, harping on the Michigan Army game. There is a segment. I'm not going to talk anymore. That was... Me trying to say section, and I think I said segment. So it's I'm not even talk- a segment. That's yeah, definitely I'm talking like, that's, my, that's, that's that is my worst thing I, about this fan base is yeah. that Michigan State fans always feel like they got something to say when really they don't. 
Yeah, and they always feel personally attacked by anything That's anybody else fan says. Base, so I was so no, this it. fan base gets really mad about the tiniest stuff. Oh, like no, the Dan that... Lebetard poll. Yeah, yeah, like what? Yeah, get who over cares? It. Yeah, who, who cares? I, I, well, I, that's what I say too. It's it's hard for me to get worked up about what Michigan fans say when Michigan State's three and eight in the last eleven against them. So I three and eight. Yeah, something like that. You said Michigan. Not, State. I'm sorry, eight and three. Yeah, Michigan's three and eight against. Yeah, Let's record Michigan. show. Michigan State has owned Michigan for the last decade. That's yeah. that's what I was trying to prove the point there. Yep, anyway, yep, yep. we're talking NFL Michigan. football, aren't we? Right, yeah. NFL. Yeah. Yes, we so, were. Yeah, so the Lions are playing today. Other than that, I. I what, what do we do here with the NFL? So I don't even know like what. You... There's a lot of games, so we can yeah. pick them. We want to pick them. Can we get the music queued up? Are we ready for that? I don't want to. I'm there. Yes, the music's back. God, I don't have the music. This is so uh, such a disadvantage. Oh, you don't have a plug yeah, in there, do you? Yeah, figure this out, Impact. We need a fourth. He ball. wants to. Yeah, let Collins listen to the music. You guys put it together. Yeah, I'm sorry, Collins. That was my bad, dude. No, there's just there's no plug. <laughs> no, in I the... know, and you know we're working on that. I didn't expect five people to be on the round table. But yeah, well, we're doing it now. We're all we're locked Man. and loaded all here. Right. I want the picks. Let's go. Okay, it's 2019. The NFL's. I'm so fired up, dude. I can't even describe to you how I feel right now. 2019 NFL season. It's week one. For all intents and purposes, let's just say that the Thursday game was a wash. Let's say we all won it. I don't know what the spread was in that game. Do you know what the spread was in that it game? It was the Bears minus three. Bears might both of those teams stink. That was by the awful. Way. We're winning the awful division. Team. Okay, Lions let's chill. Let's <laughs> no, chill. Let's no, chill. Let him go. Try, no. Let him go. Okay. okay. Let's get the puppies <laughs> yeah. organized here. Okay. Also, give him one out really fast. Onions. No one can see audio audio platform, but Trent is wearing a custom Lions jersey with T-Bow on the back. Not even his full last name. One hundred and fifty dollars. I kind of respect that. That the nickname. Do you have one for each Superfan does? I bought this when I was seventeen. No, no, that's what a Lions Superfan does. It's clean. That's a Lions Superfan move. Like you're in the stands. Every week, and you got your name on the back of the jersey. You got no one else's name, like Detroit Don and Superfan. And rest in peace, the Uper guy. Oh, did he pass away? Yeah, rest in peace, Uper guy. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Rest in peace. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. He drove down from the UP for every Lions game for like 40 years. Really? Yes. And he had a a six hour drive. No, yeah. yeah, how, How. how many hours was it? It for was him? Like, something preposterous. It's like, he, like, yeah, it's like it was 11 wild. or something. He did it every Sunday for like 40 years. I don't know if I believe all that stuff. No, Let's, they did a documentary. Hey, 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 I don't know. Hey, I want someone in the Uber car with them man. every time. Wow. Don't speak rest in power. Of the data, okay? Rest in power to the Uber man. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. All right. Let's do the picks. Everyone's one and all right now. Congratulations. We all. I. I. In full honesty, if it was Bears minus three, I would have taken the Packers. I, I would. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. Bad. Don't okay. talk about my fantasy like that. be like that. that was, that's game, how I talk. That is game how I number talk. one. Game number one. <laughs> Falcons at Vikings. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. We'll go just clockwise. Clockwise. Trent, go ahead. I'm taking the Falcons um, because I just you, you paid Julio Jones. He's back on track. At some point, Matt Julio. Ryan's going to be able to get Julio in the end zone. And honestly, I just don't trust the Vikings. I'm not going to get into my whole NFC North. We're winning the division spiel, but... I don't trust Kirk Cousins enough. I don't trust their locker room enough, and I just think the Falcons are the better team. Yeah, I um I agree with you there. I think the Falcons have way too many offensive weapons for this uh, Minnesota Vikings defense. I think the Vikings defense is good. I think Minnesota could even win this game. I just know I just think it's going to be a really really close game. I'm going to go with Falcons cover. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. Give me Matty Ice all the way. Is am I did I read this wrong or did Julio Jones have paid sixty four million dollars at signing? Did someone say, and he gets like paid two million? Uh, I, I, I I saw that and I was like he got paid sixty four million in one day. 
Is that like a thing? We're fact checking. As I digress, I like the Vikings at home today. I like U.S. Bank Stadium. It looks like a, sh- a ship, and it's really cool. It's a and, sweet place. Yeah, yeah. And I, you went there for Final Four. How cool was it? It was. It was. It was so cool. It's. It looks like a ship. I know it's sweet, and I, I believe in Kirk Cousins. Me and Winslow were talking about it. Guess what? He's getting it done this year. Give me the Vikings. Okay, so Julian, you had the Falcons. I'm trying to type this. Yes, all I had the Falcons. Also, okay. to comment on Julio Jones, uh, sixty-six million dollar extension. Creases guaranteed money to $66 million with $64 million due at signing. How are you? That is not bad. Not bad. Uh, Vikings at home here. I, I think the Falcons, like, for, the Falcons, like, weirdly stink over the past couple years ever since they had they Super Bowl. They got to change their jerseys, man. They're I dis- so dated. completely disagree. Sorry. I like the jerseys. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings at home just because they're at home. I think you're going to see a healthy Delvin Cook. Uh, that winning feeling. That was nice. That's nice. a good fantasy name. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust Kirk or Cousins either. It. I don't trust Kirk Cousins either. But uh, Skull Vikings. I, I, I hate that I just said that. But uh, Vikings. I'll take them minus three and a half. Uh, Ravens at Dolphins. Ravens are a seven and a half point favorite. Trent. Yeah. Ravens cover. Um. Or Ravens. What, what? You know what I'm trying to say. Ravens. Uh. That's it. Lamar Jackson. The Dolphins are the worst team in football. Remember the Cardinals. Fair. Yeah, I I agree with Trent. Dolphins are so bad. I can't pick them. Ravens. I wish I had that on video. That was Yo, unbelievable. We need to get this a video. We need a camera in here. Uh give me the Ravens. I'm actually in on Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm driving the bandwagon for him. Fins, baby. I love the fins here. Seven and a half? No way. That's too big for an NFL line. I think the Ravens get it done, but seven and a half is a big number I was for a home think favorite. Yeah. Uh, trap game, and I'm going to lose this game by taking the Ravens. So, uh, Fins. Ravens for me. Uh, Bills at Jets. Jets are three-point favorites, Trent. Jets. Le'Veon Bell's going to change life there. I think it's actually been understated. Sam Darnold's just getting better. And honestly, I saw the Bills play live. I think Josh Allen's pretty good. I just don't – three points. I, the Jets got that. Give me the Bills. I like Josh Allen. Oh. I like their defense. I think Tremaine Edwards is going to take a big step forward this year. I like the uh, the running back room they've developed now. Even losing LaShawn McCoy, I think it opens it up for a lot of the younger guys they have. I like Cole Beasley at wide receiver. Give me the Bills. Make it two for the Bills. I'm going to take them. I'm not in. All, I'm not all on the Jets yet. I got to see it. I'm going to go with the Bills. Big Sam Darnold guy. Always been a Sam Darnold guy. The addition of Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. I like the Jets. I love Sam Darnold. He has a weird head, but other than that, I really like him. <laughs> this is going to be. This is kind of a toss up here. I mean, uh, I agree with the with McRae with the Bills here on defense. I think Le'Veon. I would just assume that Le'Veon gets in the end zone late and they cover like backdoor. So I'm going to take the Jets on this one. Uh, Chiefs at Jaguars. Chiefs are a four-point favorite, Trent. This is the easiest pick of the whole day, Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chiefs all day. I'm not a Nick Foles fan. I don't think he's he's the savior Jacksonville wants him to be. Give me the Chiefs. As a newly found Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Jaguars, baby. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're eating a hype. This Jaguars defense played horrible last year. They're going to be much improved. Nick Foles. Can they score points? Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles. Who's he throwing to? Give me the Jaguars money line. Money line. They're going to win this game. Wow. I'm telling you, Duval, baby. Let's go Jags. They're beating Kansas City. The Chiefs once put up 54 points in a game last year can't beat the... They can't play defense either. And if like the Jaguars are able to keep that offense all, I'm telling you, give me the Jags money line. They can't win by four? Why do you think the line, you think it's such an easy line? Why did the Vegas set it like that? Because it's 
It's su- it's a sucker line. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, they're you know, suckers like you to bet on the Jets. Suckers like you guys to bet on the Chiefs. They're stealing the Jets. God, too many weapons, too many points for the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm taking the Chiefs. Meaning, I like Trent's point about them scoring 54 points in a game last year. They have weapons everywhere. Uh, Chiefs will win this one. Sorry, Collins. Rams at Panthers. Duval. Rams are a two-point favorite. Trent. Um, I wouldn't overlook the Panthers simply because I think Christian McCaffrey is arguably like the best back and forth. I mean, he's not, but he's in the conversation at least. <laughs> and then Cam Newton is, you know, it, it depends on Cam's health, and I don't think he's as completely healthy. He's not. So that's that's why I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking the Rams here, too. Uh, Jared Goff, big new contract. I like Robert Woods. I like Cooper Cup. Their Just defense, too many weapons. Their defense is okay. Uh, give me the Rams. Give me the Panthers in this one. Give me the Panthers. I'm I'm down on Goff. His stock's down. Oh, okay. That's my QB. I, 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 I won't pitch against Sean McVay because I just love Sean McVay. So give me the, give me the Rams. You like Sean McVay because he's good looking. Yes. And he's good at coaching. Sean McVay or Fair. Cliff Kingsbury, Collins? Real oh, quick. Sean McVay just is actually good at coaching. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury just gets <laughs> that's by. A, that's an attractive, that's Cl- a turn on. Cliff Kingsbury would not have his job if he didn't look like Ryan Gosling. It's just a fact. It's an actual uh, fact. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> he is a gorgeous man. I'm going yeah, to take, Pan- right? take the Panthers here at home. Um, I, don't th- I think that the Rams will take a step back this week. I don't think that you're going to see them be as successful as they were last year. They'll still be a great team. Um, I don't know. Todd Gurley's a little bit banged up. He's got the arthritis in the knee or whatever's going on. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Panthers. Titans are at the Browns. Browns are a six-point favorite. Browns win. Titans cover. Um, I just think Odell Beckham's hips are kind of an issue. I really, I'm not as high on the Browns as everyone else is. I think they're going to win. I just think the Titans with Derrick Henry, and I actually am a big Delaney Walker guy. So Marcus Mariota can score points. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Browns win. Titans cover. I'm right there with Trent too because. You know, the Titans were a borderline playoff team last year, and six points is a huge number in the NFL. Yeah, and big number. so I, I'm, I'm taking the Titans to cover. Still think the Browns win, but Titans cover. Give me the Browns in this one. I'm, I'm all the way with Baker Mayfield. Oh, great! Of I, course, I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid too. This is a huge line. I will say that, but Cleveland will be buzzing like that. That's a football city, and like with the, all the excitement, they're wearing the color rushes as their like new home uniforms. Give me the Browns. I like them to cover today. I'm going to take the Titans plus six here. Uh, I don't know. Too many points. Too many points, in my opinion. Uh, very excited to watch the Browns, though. Akaro um, is getting very angry at us that we're taking too long. So, we'll keep rolling here. Uh, Redskins are at the Eagles. Eagles, ten and a half point favorite. Trent? Uh, Redskins cover. I just think ten and a half is a big line. Philly's got the best roster in football, so I'll take them to win. Skins cover. I can't disagree with that. Ten and a half points is huge. Absolutely massive in the NFL. I'm taking the Redskins to cover, but... Uh, Eagles win. Yeah, uh, this is a huge line. Philly wins. Uh, Redskins cover, though. Eagles covering. Case Keenum stinks. You have the Redskins covering, correct, Julian? Yes. Everyone does except me. Typing this. I think the Eagles actually blow them out. They're going to win by two touchdowns. I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, Bengals at Seahawks. Seahawks, nine and a half point favorite. Trent? Yeah, Seahawks cover and win. Bengals cover. Seahawks win. I am going to go in this one with the, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Bengals Keep it really close, a lot closer than people think. I, 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 Bengals are one of those teams that are weird. Every, every other year, they're like a sneaky contender. I agree. Bengals will cover. Uh, Seahawks will win. Colts at Chargers. Chargers six and a half point favorites. Chargers cover and win. Same. Chargers cover and win. No luck. Big problems for the Colts. Chargers win. Colts money line. Give me Jacoby. <laughs> give me all. Give me all of Jacoby Brissett, baby. I love that guy. Eric Ebron. Yeah, baby. Love Ebron. <laughs> I'm buying an Ebron Colts jersey just oh, to troll right. people. Julian, you had Chargers covering. 
correct? Yes. Okay, okay, yes, sorry. Sir. Uh, Chargers, yes. Chargers winning that game. Uh, I like the Colts, though. They were so they were going to be so good this year with no, Andrew Luck. They'll be fine. They're still going to be playoffs. so good. Okay, uh, Lions and Cardinals. Uh, Trent, go ahead. Lions by 40. Minus uh, three. Lions are minus three. Sorry. No, yeah, no, Lions win and cover. Uh, I have 34-14 is my prediction for the game. I don't have a prediction for the game, but I got Lions covering. Just because I want to make Trent mad. Give me the Cardinals. Are you serious? Lions dog? by a hundred. Oh. By a hundred. Easiest this is the easiest pick of my entire life. Lions uh, by a hundred. I just want to heat Trent up over there. So you, you Ruben to take pick. the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Lions, even matter. Yeah. Was worth it. Worth it. I might pick against the Lions every week just for <laughs> that. Lions easily here. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites. Cowboys got Zeke back. I'll take them. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys cover. Yeah, give me the Cowboys after this game. Daniel Jones starts. Ooh. A little soon, but I agree. I, I like the Giants here to cover, but uh, I think the Cowboys get it done. I'll go Cowboys cover, Giants stink. Uh, 49ers at Buccaneers. It's a one-point favorite for the Bucks. Basically a pick I'll take the Bucks. I like Jameis Winston this year. I think the Bucks could be one of the worst teams in professional football. I'm picking the 49ers. <laughs> Bucks. Jimmy Garoppolo arguably had the worst training camp of any starting quarterback in NFL history. Give me famous Jameis, those crab bloods, and the Buccaneers, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Both these teams suck. Both of these quarterbacks suck. Whoa. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Whoa. Uh, Steelers at Patriots. Steelers are a minus six six favorite. I'm, what am I saying? I, I saw legal time. I need to do the legal again. WDBM East Lansing. We're at a one o'clock now. I did it. There. I can't get, get through it. I'm sorry. Me with this. Steelers at Patriots. Patriots are a six point favorite. Ryan, that's how you read that line. Go ahead, Trent. Steelers go to what? Foxborough oh. and get a win. Uh, I'm gonna take the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers will win, but I think they cover the six points. Give me the Patriots. Pats. Steelers cannot play the Patriots. They just like flat out never do it. Antonio Brown can't play the Patriots. Yeah, I, I have I have every reason why the Steelers should win this game. Uh, but I, the the Patriots just are not going to lose at home on the first in the first game of the year. They're nope. just not. They're they just did better. it to the Chiefs pretty bad a couple years ago. Yeah, but ago. like that, this Steelers team is not better than this Patriots team. That Chiefs team was better than that. Like Patriots I, honestly, team. Honestly, I end. just think I think Big Ben is re- roaring. He's ready to go. Juju's going to have a big stinks. day. Juju. I will go Patriots to cover though. Texans at Saints. Saints are a seven point favorite um i'm actually gonna take the texans I, i'm really high on deshaun watson i know some of the moves they made on defense are a little questionable but at the end of the day i like deshaun watson enough i think that uh deshaun that what what deandre hopkins i just almost uh, said deshaun beast. hopkins no i think he's the best receiver in football that's my hot take of the year but i don't texans. think that's a, yeah, I don't I don't think that's a hot take. take no i i agree with you there i think that uh texans cover i'm not sure necessarily who's gonna win but seven points is a huge line for the saints give me the texans Saints all the way. Saints. I'm going to take the Texans here. They actually might win, uh, but they will they will cover at least. Mm. Uh, our final game is the Broncos at Raiders. Uh, Broncos are minus t- or two and a half point favorites. Knock on wood if you're with me. Trent, go ahead. This Let's isn't really wood. this <laughs> isn't really wood, but <laughs> I'm going to take Denver. Joe Joe Flacco is going to outplay uh, Derek Carr. Raiders, Raiders are in dysfunction. They are in disarray. I don't know if they have their heads on straight. We'll see. I'm, I'm just going to take Denver. Yeah, I think uh, Antonio Brown might have sabotaged this entire season for the Oakland Raiders. Give me Bron- uh, the Broncos. Give me the Raiders. They didn't need yeah. AB anyway. That's right, baby. Give me some Keelan Doss. Just kidding. Got cut. But Practice I, squad for the Jags. Yeah, I will say this. I buy into the hype every year in hard knocks, and I'm not going to quit. Let's go Raiders. I'm taking John Gruden in this one. Let's the Raiders are going to win this game. All right. I guess that's it. Those are the picks. There's a lot of games there. We'll uh, we'll keep track of our of our records here, and uh, we'll we'll keep that running. Maybe uh, 
loser between you and I, Julian, can buy the other guy a car or something like that. Well, uh, a whole car? Yeah. Just <laughs> I can a, get you like one a tire. Big, one big car. Maybe. Why, why not, like a little matchbox car Ooh, or something. I'll get you a Hot Wheels. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, that's it for us here on the Green and White Report. For our producer, Akaru Kudo, Austin Winslow, also behind the glass. We appreciate you doing the updates today. Nathan Stearns was here. Uh, Ryan Collins, Alex McRae, Trent Bailey. One pride. One pride, exactly. Uh, for Julia Mitchell, I am Ryan. What? Austin Winslow. I said Austin Winslow. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I, I heard a guy I said. All right. Shout out, Austin. All right. I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. See you next Sunday and every Sunday at 11 a.m. This has been the Green and White Report. You have been listening to The Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.